Hey, you want some barbecue? <laughs> Best in Texas. Ah, uh, no thanks. What's the matter? You don't eat meat? Oh, I eat meat. I also eat lots of shit. See this? What's that? Shit-eating grin. <laughs> you ought to be a comedian. What do you think of the leg? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you want the story? I'll spin it for you quick. From directors Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez comes an outrageous double feature with unpredictable villains. Do I frighten you? This is my scar. It's your car. Unstoppable heroes. Made you something. On April 6th, prepare to be thrown away. Only at the Grindhouse. Rated R. In theaters everywhere, April 6th. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Action Returns. Uh, this is episode 15. I'm your host, Brian. And of course, with me as always is Nez. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on up there? It's all good down here for for now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say it'd be... It's... I don't know. I don't know. People are starting to not care about what's going on and cases arising and all I know is I'm keeping to myself. Yep. Stay, staying away from everybody. But uh how's everything going with you? Uh I'm good. Family's good. Uh fires are still going here in California. Uh I just drove past one uh in Nevada almost to the border uh, of California. It looks like um either someone threw a cigarette out or maybe something sparked and that's that's all it took so uh i had to take an alternate route where i got to actually see where all the flames and all the uh firefighters and everybody in place out there but um it it, it looked like a small brush fire but then it just took over the hillside i don't know how much of it is now um luckily i left early or I would have been stuck there because the highway was closed. Uh, one of my friends reached out and I said, "Now nah, I'm home now." Like, oh man, you just missed it all. So, uh, well, that's good. So, um, I hope they get it out because as soon as it made it over that hill, there's a gas station right there. So, hopefully, uh, they stopped it before then. But other than that, same old, same old. Still. Yeah. Uh, Trucking along with the East Society's 31 Days of Horror. If you guys are listening to that, you already heard everything up to this point. So, but it's been fun. We still got uh, more and more uh, for the rest of this month. Nice. Uh, did you uh, finally check out Clash of Champions? I didn't see the main event. I uh, I think I had like maybe one or two more. Was the main event uh, McIntyre and... Um, uh, Orton uh, again? Was it? Uh, no, I think it was uh, Roman and. Oh, uh, that's right. No, that was Jay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one yet. All I right, st- I am really liking this heel turn for Roman. Uh I I'm still with it. I mean, I've been with him from the beginning, so. I should have uh, did this a long time ago. Well, he was. They were trying to push him to be the face, and 
nobody was buying it. But everyone did feel sorry for him when uh, when he announced that he had leukemia, because uh, that was that was kind of tough uh, for yeah. for a minute. But when he came back, everybody was hyped. Uh, but now everyone's back to hating him again. So, but. yeah, I I like it. I, I'm I'm with it, and I, I like how he's doing this whole. Uh, He's not doing the it's my yard now. He's doing the it's my island and I'm the tribal chief and <laughs> oh, all right. It's working for me. I mean, I I, I want him to to have like uh, like his cousins and stuff like like a new new stable or something. But I don't know how that's going to work with him going against them all the time, so Yeah, they just need to team them all up. Man, I think him, the Usos, uh, Nia Jax, and uh, Tamina. I think uh, they can just run through everyone, but I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. You know, you never know what Vince is uh, talking about. But yeah, uh, uh, Hell in the Cells next, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when is that one? I didn't see the date. Uh, let me pull it up here. Did you watch uh, Takeover? No, not yet. I, I'm hearing that's a, a way better show. Uh, I believe yeah, it. NXT it is is amazing. I mean, they got so much talent. Uh, I've said this before on whoever's show I was talking about wrestling. They kick ass in NXT, but then once they bring them up to Raw, SmackDown, whatever, because the draft is going on right now, they don't do anything with them. And it just it, it sucks, but... Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly match, they, they went for it in that one. Good. Did they take uh, Finn Balor back just to hype up NXT? Because I, I, don't, I don't think they needed him, but uh, it, it's cool. Yeah, I think, I think they were just trying to give him something to do. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I wish what's his name would go back because all he does is like lose every week. Uh, Ricochet. Yeah, they 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 don't know what they got, man. But I don't know. We'll see. But Rhea Ripley, man, I want her to come up, but then I have a feeling they're gonna do nothing with her. Uh, but I, I like what she's doing now. Uh, I like the darker hair. I'm not a blonde guy. I'm, I'm not a picky man, but uh, I liked her better when her hair was darker. But, yeah, I don't like the white outfits either. Yeah, especially with uh, what's what's his name? He's been wearing the white. Uh, Damian Priest. Yeah, just stay in black if you if you're gonna be the heel. I don't know. It's not up to uh, us. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hell in a Cell, uh, October twenty fifth. Oh, okay. So that's in a couple weeks. I was, I, cause I was watching SmackDown before we started this, and. Um, I was like, shit, that's coming up. I was like, I hope it ain't this weekend because I still need to finish uh, the last two matches, Clash of Champions. Yeah, and uh, what else? Uh, I don't, I don't know when it is this month, but uh, they're doing, they're bringing back the WCW uh, Halloween Havoc, but they're doing it for NXT. Ah, that'll work. Well, which one was it when they did in the house or in my house or whatever? NXT. Yeah, see, that one was cool. I mean, I liked what was going on there, but oh, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, got my girl Shotzi Blackheart's hosting mm-hmm. Halloween Havoc. All right, we'll see. Uh, I think the last thing I was watching on SmackDown tonight was uh, 
my girl the boss uh came out i mean gosh did she get injured again no i i came in here Damn. <laughs> uh she she was going up against bailey i mean we see that match all the time no matter what sometimes they're friends and they get mad then they fight each other and i'm like come on um I don't know what they're doing anymore. I, I just try to watch it and enjoy it. I mean, it was good that wrestling never stopped. It uh, kept on going. But I don't know. We'll see uh, what's next for everyone. I mean, with this uh, draft going on. Tonight was the first night of the draft. And then uh, I believe it carries over to Raw on Monday. So we'll see uh, what's happening. And uh, before we start on these reviews, uh, one more question. Um, I know you heard the news of Regal shutting their doors, at least for the rest of the year. Oh, I thought it was for good. Uh, there's no Regals in my area, but I, I thought that was it. Uh, from what I understand, it's they're not fully closed forever, but they he said they he the the CEO or the the president or whoever of Regal. Basically, he said, because um, they asked him, are you guys going to open for uh, Wonder Woman? Because Wonder Woman still hasn't changed its date. And he said, yeah, if there was a consistent schedule after Wonder Woman. So, because hmm. they said, we're, we're just not going to open the, our doors for just one movie. Yeah, it's kind of not worth it. I mean, even all these movies that uh, have been out, the ones they're putting in, they're not... They're not making any money. Yeah, I heard Tenet's going to lose money. It's lost hella money. I mean, for what they paid. But I don't know. Um, Because once it hits uh, VOD, I mean, that's it. And it's not going to go make any money from there with all the uh, other other means uh, out Mm -hmm. there. But... I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, I think I haven't been to the movie theater yet. Uh, I'm still. I might go this weekend. I, I want to go in my local little town. Uh, our cases aren't uh, that bad, but I mean, it's not saying that it's not here uh, in town. Uh, I'm glad it just didn't go crazy like it did uh in the prison where it was really mm. out of control because it would have been like uh the first movie we're talking about <laughs> it would have went like that <laughs> but uh yeah I, as far as movie theaters what we have in uh the reno sparks area in nevada we have cinemark uh three cinemark theaters and two galaxy theaters cinemark staying open oh yeah they they, from what they're saying, there's this new uh, safe cinema thing going on, which is cool. I mean, I like what they're doing, but uh, I just hope they don't, uh, they're not just saying it. Like, oh, yeah, well, we do this and we do that. And then you get these employees that, no, nah, we just cleaned it. I ain't cleaning it again. Yeah. But I don't know. I hope they uh, crack the whip on them uh, to just really keep it safe for everyone. But all of you that do work in movie theaters and, and you're back at work, I mean, thank you. Now, I don't know if people thank you guys uh, enough or at all, but uh, I always thank everyone when I'm there, uh, from concessions to tickets to guys just uh, pushing a broom or a vacuum around. I mean, I always talk to those guys. I mean, that that is that is a tough job. People may not think so, 
But uh, try going to clean up a movie theater after uh, a big movie, especially a kid film when it's just full of kids and there's mm. crap all over the floor, spilled drinks, everything. But uh, I, I watch you guys, man. I see you guys doing what you're doing, and, and thank you so much for what you do. All right, let's start with the first movie. We are doing the Grindhouse double feature. So, of course, we're going to start with Planet Terror. This came out in 2007. It's directed by Robert Rodriguez. Synopsis goes after an experimental bioweapon is released, turning thousands into zombie-like creatures. It's up to a ragtag group of survivors to stop the infected and those behind its release. And this stars quite a few people. Uh, let's see. Where's my cast list? Rose McGowan. Freddie Rodriguez, Thanos himself, Josh Brolin, Marley Shelton, Jeff Fahey, Michael Bean, Bruce Willis, uh, Electra, and Elise Avalon, which would be the crazy babysitter twins. Yep. Uh, Stacy Ferguson, Tom Savini, Quentin Tarantino, Michael Parks, and a whole bunch of other people. Let's see. This was also written by Robert Rodriguez. Music by Robert Rodriguez. Cinematography, Robert Rodriguez. Edited. He did everything himself. <laughs> what did you think of Planet Terror? Because I have not seen. This is probably out of the double feature, the, the one I've seen the least. Well, before we get into Planet Terror, we got to talk about uh, the Machete trailer that was right before it. Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, because when I first saw this, um, I went to the panel at Comic-Con. Uh, I guess it was 2007. Well, when, when exactly did this come out? Uh, uh, this came 2007. out April 6th. All right. Uh, well, I guess it was the, the, Comic- the Comic-Con before the year before or whatever. But anyway. Um, anyway, so uh, I went to it. I all I saw was Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. I didn't know what Grindhouse was. I I knew what uh, the Grindhouse films are, but I didn't know what they were doing here. I didn't know it was going to be a double feature. And uh, I was like, oh my god! They showed us a little bit of Planet Terror and a little bit of Death Proof and everything. And they were talking about these trailers, um, and that was all over the place. I mean, because they were saying that they they had some kind of I wouldn't say a contest, but they wanted people to submit their own trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but didn't use anybody's. They used all their famous friends' <laughs> trailers. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Machete, it was that trailer was awesome. I thought that first trailer was actually better than the uh, than the movie we got. Um, it did have some of the characters uh, in the in the actual film, but. Uh, uh, it just it just seemed more grittier and more grimy and everything. Um, I don't get me wrong. I loved the movie. I thought the movie was awesome. Second one, yeah, but um, the the trailer, man, I was like juice. And I, the first thing I was like, oh man, this better be a movie. Uh, and then we had it later on. But uh, I just thought that trailer was so badass. And I mean, my mm. favorite line is, it's, "They just fucked with the wrong Mexican." I was like, oh yeah, that got yeah. me juiced. You know why the trailer was better than the movie? Why? The trailer, the, the trailer didn't have Michelle Rodriguez. Ah. See, I, that was a plus for me. Um, <laughs> ah, 
It's like touching hands with an angel. That was for the Machete film, not the not Planet Terror. But I did meet Robert Rodriguez and um, Rose McGowan. Uh, it was nice. after it was after this film. They were hyping up Red Sonia, uh, which never happened, and um, they signed my Planet Terror uh, steelbook. Uh, it was a DVD steelbook, but I didn't care. Uh, I got past all the security, went right up to him. Uh, I didn't get a picture with him. I was just I was happy they signed my thing and I got the hell out of there before they threw me out. So, but that mm. was good enough. But. Planet Terror. Oh man, um, this film was awesome. Uh, when we, me and my brother, went and saw this, and uh, I left the theater like, man, that first one was hella good. I, well, when we get into Death Proof, but when I just like, oh my god, this is what this is what I wanted, and I loved. Uh, it was just complete chaos and and stupidity, and just balls out blood and guts and. Monsters and fucking machine guns and fucking Bruce Willis is badass. Quentin Tarantino. Everybody in this was rough and tough. Uh, my favorite character was uh, character was uh, Jeff Fahey, JT. I thought he was badass. Uh, Michael Bean was rough and tough. Um, who who else is uh, Freddie Rodriguez? Uh, I mean, I liked what he I mean as, as El Rey. I mean, I like I liked his character, but eh. He's too little to uh, to be rough and tough, but I guess he had to be the same <laughs> height as uh, Rose McGowan. So, but oh man, this movie is awesome. I I love it. I, out of these two, I I love this one the most. Um, uh, did you watch them separately, or did you watch the one cut of it with with the, the trailers in the middle? I watched the one cut of it. Uh, I've always liked the one cut of it, even though I know separately there's uh, extended versions. But um, I don't know. I just I just like it watching as one cut because uh, I was uh, telling Lance when he asked me what we were going to do next. And I told him this and uh, this by far was one of the best in theater experiences I ever had because my theater was packed and it was nothing but Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino fans or people that just love this, you know, grindhouse style of, of film. And it was, everybody was just into it. And like my brother-in-law went with me and he fucking hated the whole thing. He didn't know it was two movies. And I was (laughs) like, well, too late. We're in here. (laughs) So, but yeah, Planet Terror, I I do, um, spoiler, I do like Death Death Proof a little bit more. But um, yeah, I I like, I loved every character in it. I just love the, 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 the action, the violence, the... The there there's some humor in here too. Um, then Josh Brolin and uh, Marley Shelton's character, uh, Doctor uh, William Block and Dakota Block, like that that whole interaction right there. I always love that. Um, I love when we get to the baby, the crazy babysitter twins. Just you know everything about this movie was badass, and uh, yeah, I loved it. I mean this this one. I mean one of my friends. Uh, I told him to go see it. Uh, he went back like twice because he just watched Planet Terror and then he had to leave for whatever reason. So he had to go back again to watch the second film. Um, but he was like, he goes, I don't know if it was the, the just the old film that they had, but it was all beat up. And I was like, that's <laughs> what they intended. It was intentionally supposed to be like that. They made it like that. 
he was like, oh, well, that didn't bother I me. Mean, he goes, that that bothered me. I didn't like all these cuts and uh, scratches in the screen. I was like, oh. I love that. I love when there was times in the movie where the, the, the reel was missing and it just yeah. cuts to a whole different part of the movie I, I thought I, I was laughing my ass off in the theater I thought it was funny I thought I thought it was genius that they did it like that yeah I mean I thought it didn't bother me at first when I noticed what they were doing I was like oh man this looks pretty sweet uh, because it does remind me um, for any of you younger listeners or, or any of you that have just never been to uh, an old beat up grindhouse theater that showed these type of films I mean all those old crazy ones the, the Nazi women and, and all that bullshit and uh, that's how it was. I mean, just I mean, I remember going to see uh, Dirty Larry, Crazy Mary, uh, in this, and just or no, was it Crazy Larry, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, or whatever? You guys know what I'm talking about, anyway. But I mean that, or even Bullet, uh, mm. one of those films with, with Steve McQueen. I mean, it just actual film, old films, uh, that were from the '70s, and they just went through time, and they were just all beat up, and it had the scratches in it, and then. These other crazy things. I even saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, in in a grindhouse theater. And just all these old, gritty-looking movies where they look all shitty. And there's times where it does the, the film does get cut because it's so old that it's used. And then, um, like Texas Chainsaw. Like I remember one time, me and Mike went and saw it. And the, 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 the very end of the film... It must have been playing so much that it maybe it melted and they had to just splice it together. <laughs> it's like you see, um, I can't remember the girl's name. She and, and Leatherface is running after her, and, and when that truck is was about to run over the uh, the hitchhiker, it goes, then it just goes, dzz, dzz, and then then the credits are rolling. We missed the ending completely. <laughs> Luckily, we saw it already. Uh, but I was like, what the hell happened? And I remember when we were leaving, the guy goes, "We just—it's old. We used it and, it, and it melted one night." And I was like, "Oh, he goes, you don't want your money back, do you?" I said, "Nah, I had already seen it before." But I mean, that kind of grittiness, where these theaters are just run down, people are in there partying and drinking and smoking. When, when I mean, you weren't supposed to smoke in the theater, but these people were anyway. And the manager didn't give a fuck. But I mean, that's what I loved about this—just the grittiness. I mean, that's what uh, Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino grew up watching so it was they were paying homage to that uh, type of filming so I, I thought it was really sweet um but i think the most uh, of just the presentation of the film i mean i loved what they did but the i mean robert rodriguez we already we talked about desperado and el mariachi already i mean he just went balls out with it with those ones with the action and everything uh, and this one, he just he did it again, but just really went for the the more of the horror, uh, sci-fi uh, of uh, his film, but just didn't hold back on the the blood and the guts and the gore and everything. So I mean, I'm all about that uh, when it comes to these type of films because that that's what I want. I, I love that shit. It doesn't bother me because I know it's all fake. And it was just amazing. I mean, fucking, they had a guy, what's his name, from Lost, uh, Naveen Andrews. Mm-hmm. He had a fucking pickle jar full of guys' balls that he cut off. And I like that. Which, which went nowhere in the story. I thought they, were, they was going to play into something. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, I think it was just more presentation. It didn't, uh, it, he the, didn't the, do the, anything. The scene where he 
falls face first into the, you know, when they're spilled out everywhere. And he's just like, but then when he's running away later, like he's just picking them up with his hands and shoving them in his pockets. And I'm just like, (laughs) these, these testicles, man, they, they got to play into something and they just never did. I thought he was going to throw them or eat them or something. (laughs) I I don't know. But I mean, everything in this was just off the wall and crazy because it just, it, it, it just jumps right into it. Other than the, the big, huge montage in the beginning with Rose McGowan, uh, Cherry Darling dancing on stage. I mean, that was cool. But that theme song that uh, Rodriguez wrote and that, I mean, what made that song to me uh, was the saxophone. The, oh, man. Then when the guitar kicks in, I was like, ah, I was all on board. I had no idea what was coming. But, I mean, seeing Rose McGowan stripping, which she didn't even strip at all. I mean, just go-go dancing is what she called yeah. herself. Uh, that was cool. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. But, um, I mean, it was it, it was the beginning of the story because once she leaves and then it just dives right into it. So, I mean, I loved everything about it. I mean, it was, it was just so amazing. She was going to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I mean, that part too, when she was sitting in that at uh, JT's and when he offered her some barbecue, and then she goes, uh, I'm gonna be a stand up com- comedian. He goes, Oh, how's the leg? <laughs> that sure is funny. <laughs> ah. Um, this one, I mean, there was parts in it that really that kind of grossed me out. I think, uh, we're jumping all over everyone. Uh, when they, when they were in the hospital, when uh, Josh Brolin was uh, talking to his the other doctor, and he was like, "Hey, man, do you ever see this?" And I don't even know what was on that computer screen, but it looked like somebody's walls and dick was infected. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was looking at. I mean, it looked just like a big bloody swollen mess. I was like, "What the fuck is he looking at?" <laughs> I love the reaction of the 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 patient that was sitting there because every time that something would flash on the screen, he would just be like, "Oh, oh gosh." Yeah, Nicky Cat. I mean, I like him every time he pops up into something. Uh, but even his thing, I mean, because um, uh, after, I mean, after the Cherry Darling scene, we, we get those those soldiers. Um, uh, what's his nuts? Jo- not Josh Brolin. Um, Bruce Willis. Willis. Lieutenant he, Muldoon. Yeah, when he meets up with uh, Naveen Andrews. Uh, is it Abby? Abby, him. yeah. When he meets up with him, when they were supposed to be dealing, uh, uh, making a deal for, what was the, the gas or whatever they called? I couldn't remember what uh, they called it. DC two. Yeah, I mean they were just doing that. But okay, um, I just, just skipped my mind. What well, he made it? Abby made that, right? I think so because it was supposed to be a biological weapon. They called a uh, code name Project Terror. So that was just going to be just a, a weapon to use. But then did something break open and get on those soldiers? Uh, the Maldun's uh, soldiers? Yeah. yeah. I, I think they got experimented on because there was a scene later when basically Bruce Willis's character, uh, Maldun, is talking about how they, how him and his team are the ones that took out bin Laden and uh, what what they got for for a reward or something was a face full of DC two, so I think they was experimented on or something. Oh, so, but then 
Did they? I mean, I don't know if they did or not. But how did they realize that they had to use that to not be uh, become hideous, oily bubble monsters or whatever? <laughs> yeah, they never said. Uh, but I, I supposed to just go with it. I, I did like that how they had those little canisters on their belt and they wore like gas masks to constantly breathe it. Um, so they were making a deal with with Abby to just get more so they can keep their human form. Yeah. All right. I mean, that was cool. And that's when uh, we see Abby uh, making a deal uh, with another guy. Uh, I assume some other terrorist dudes. And um, uh, that goes kind of sour. And uh, Abby has his boys uh, cut that guy's balls off. Um, I wouldn't want to be the guy that was doing the cutting. I mean, because it didn't look like <laughs> anyone was wearing gloves. Because <laughs> You just see him screaming, and he just the guy throws him over his shoulder. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that, that, that fucking just blew me away. I was like, "Okay, we're going that way with this film." <laughs> but it was neat. Then we're introduced to uh, um, Lieutenant Muldoon, Bruce Willis, and uh, were they just gonna kill Abby and take it? Um, I. That I'm a little confused. It almost like he had a deal to get them the DC two, so I don't know if they were gonna kill him. But I know that that they wanted all of it, and I think uh, what he had there was definitely not all of it. No, because he just had those look like they look like those uh, Ghostbuster backpacks. Yeah, they just had some of those up top, but then he they told him that there was more down in the in the lower levels of whatever army base they were on. Uh, because once that um, got out, um, how how did it how did it spread? Because it seemed like all those um, that they they killed all of the 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 Abby's dudes and they killed all the the guys that he was first doing that deal with. Um, did one of those monsters get out? Because other than all the soldiers that were exposed to it, they all went right to it to to keep their human form. But I was kind of confused on how, how did some one of those guys turn into a monster and get out? Uh, it's it's hard to say because they 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 show a shot of it going up into the air, and then they cut back to the soldiers walking into it. But then right before all that happens, uh, I guess a couple people that were there making the deal they get sprayed with it, and they can their skin completely just melts off. So DC two is very uh, confusing. <laughs> all right. Well, I just assume somebody got infected and and, and it got out. So um, that's how. Uh, how it all started or how it got out into the crowd. So I'm trying to see if I can see a part on it. Um, because once they, Oh, okay. I see. Um, one of the dudes, uh, did get whoever, whoever the the army guys, one of them got out, uh, or got infected. One of the guys that got sprayed that that didn't need that, uh, gas. And when um, Abby was escaping, he jumped in a Humvee and one of the uh, zombie monsters or whatever jumped on top of the Humvee and, and he, it rode out of the uh, okay. of the army base. So that's how, okay, that's how it got out. So, um, 
Because then, uh, okay, right after that, uh, what's her name? Cherry Darling, after she leaves her, her job from dancing, um, we get, uh, we're introduced to uh, Fergie. What was her character's name in this? Uh, it was... Tammy. Yeah. Yeah, we get introduced to her, and god damn, Fergie's fine. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> um. Because when she she's going to uh, at this point we don't know but she's supposed to go be meeting up with uh, Thanos's wife because they're gonna bump rub uglies and uh, <laughs> <laughs> about to do the scissor lock. Uh, sorry if I'm uh, grossing or not or offending anyone, but uh, uh, that, that's what I was told it was called. <laughs> but anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, she goes by JT's and you know, her car is all all, all messed up. Kind of nothing really to do with the story, but um, she uh, after she gets going, uh, her car does break down, and that's when uh, some of the infected monsters uh, kill her and just chew her up on the side of the uh, of the road. Uh, but before all that, I think that's when Cherry walks up and goes up to the uh, JT's little. Uh, the bone shack. That's what he yeah. calls his little his little. So when we uh, we get introduced to to El Ray. That's right, because he he shows up, and then we find out that there's there was something between uh, Ray and uh, Cherry Darling. So they obviously they were a couple at one point. So um, that's about as much as you know about them uh, in the story thus far. And then we go to the hospital. And this is where all hell broke loose because <laughs> uh, uh, the infected were out there biting people and infecting them because this is when, uh, uh, what's his nuts, uh, shows up to it. Um, Nikki Katz's character, Joe, mm-hmm. he comes to the hospital and he goes to see uh, Thanos. We're going to call him Thanos, everyone. You know what we're talking about, Josh mm-hmm. Brolin. And shout out to the guys that did the special effects on this because uh, Nikki Katz got a bite on his arm and, man, it just looks rugged and, and infected and oh all right now i'm watching it on tv too as well they, <laughs> they just showed the whatever that guy was looking at and i don't i don't know what it is all i can see is swollen something and ah oh, now this picture of somebody who looks like he's got that skin disease on his ass or, uh, <laughs> uh really quick what was the point of uh the danos chewing on the always checking his temperature uh, he said it, it. It. It's something about stress or something. Because later on, when he bites down hard on it and breaks it, I guess that's beyond his stress point or something. I don't know. He said it was for to check his level of stress. Uh, <laughs> well, he's still checking out Joe, and then uh, J- Joe sticks his tongue out and. Oh, this 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 part is fucking gross. I mean, I was going, Ugh. I was, because uh, Joe's tongue, because he got bit by an infected, it, it's already going through his body, and I don't know those big old pus, swollen things on his on his on his tongue, and then the the doctor squeezes it and shoots out the goo uh, on onto his glasses, and then <laughs> this is when we're introduced to um, uh, Thanos's wife. The hell was her name? Doctor Dakota Block. Yeah. When I introduced to her, and then she comes in with her uh, her little syringes to to knock him out, so they can uh, 
figure out what to do because they don't know what's going on. And while, while this is going on, uh, his arm is just getting worse and worse with infection and people are all starting to pour into the hospital with the uh, same things, either being bit or scratched or whatever. But that that's what's going on there. Um, we go back to, this is when Fergie gets it. She's out on the highway and uh, trying to, trying to just get a, um, a ride, but uh, the, the infected zombies are, are they zombies or what are they? It says zombies on here. And I know they, they eat, eat her because uh, later when they show her uh, which wasn't more good uh, practical effects right there they they ate they scooped her brain out yeah because when they moved her head there's a big hole <laughs> or it's gone so yeah they chew her up and uh okay what's going on here oh people are just driving by these zombies that are chewing up um Fergie on the street uh we go back to the hospital because, uh, um, well, before we go to the hospital, uh, Ray uh, gives uh, Cherry Darling a ride uh, to wherever she's going. But then uh, he's telling her a story about, yeah, if you ever see deers, don't don't swerve, don't break, just step on the gas and hit it. So when he's talking about that, uh, he, she's looking at him, and then something runs across the road, and then he swerves, and they flip, <laughs> they flip the truck. As they're laying there on top, she goes, I thought you said not to fucking swerve. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then uh, they realize there's, there's something, something's out there. And he he knows it's not a deer. So he, uh, he reaches in the back and pulls out. Uh, I don't know my guns. It, it looked like an AR to me, uh, some kind of high powered rifle. And he's looking around in a scope and, uh, uh, the dudes, uh, no, no, no! Before he grabs his gun, the, the some infected zombies or whatever come running in, and they pull uh, uh, Cherry Darling out, and then that's mm. when he goes chasing them and looking through the woods, and then he comes he comes up on them as they're eating. Uh, they tore off uh, Cherry uh, Darling's leg, and then he is—is is that what happened? Yeah, they were the one that took her leg. Okay, because I I always thought it had something to do because when she fell earlier, when she was walking down the road, and she got that glass stuck in her leg. No, okay, they they ate her leg off, and then he shot him, and and some of them ran off. So that's when he packed her up and took her to the hospital. And then when we're at the hospital, he's just trying to figure out what's going on. But then uh, Michael Bean, Tom Savini, and uh, what's his name, Uh, the original. Uh, El Mariachi, uh, Carlos Gallardo, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's uh, one of the deputies. I did not know that until I'm looking at the IMDb uh, thing. So, I okay, he does look like him. Just his hair is a different style, but I think Michael Bean and Tom Savini are just badass in this film. <laughs> uh, Michael Bean is just the the rough and tough uh, sheriff that, that don't take no shit from no one. What was uh? His name in this. Um, Michael Bean was Sheriff uh, Haig. Okay. Uh, no, that's later on when uh, Michael Park comes in. But uh, did they ever explain who El Ray was? Because they they made it seem like he was this big badass. It seemed like everybody knew of El Ray. And I, I guess we were supposed to just kind of run with it because they, they showed his tattoo and all this stuff. And 
nobody ever like gave a background on him. It's just like if you if you knew if you heard of El Ray, then you knew what he was capable of. Yeah, because there's that one scene when they finally give him guns and all he's doing is twirling them around and they go, You are El Ray. Like, <laughs> like, well, who the hell's El Ray? This little this little Mexican guy? Um, he's not that tall, everyone. I've seen him before. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, okay, cool, right on. Rose McGowan, she's not very tall either. So, but uh, this, I mean, the whole hospital scene again, people are just coming in left and right. The, the halls are just full of uh, people that got bit, I assume. Because, yeah, that whole scene with the, with the sheriffs, they don't really know. Uh, they're not really going in uh, into play or anything, but they do accuse uh, Ray of um, uh, what? What did they accuse him of? Or just because he just said he got in a wreck and he brought his friend here. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt like they were giving him the same, not not for the same thing, but the same kind of treatment of uh, Rambo in the first first blood. Like they just didn't like him or something. Yeah. Because they just roll up on him. Yeah. And they just, you need to come with us. And then they're like, nah, uh, he's got to fill out this paperwork. And the uh, Michael Bean's like, he, he just fill that shit out later. Now nah, we, we got to take him. So, oh, um, whatever he had done to uh, be arrested for, I think that's when that, they questioned him because uh, they go, where'd you get the rifle from? I mean, you, you know, you're not supposed to have that because it's. When all the shit goes down, he keeps going, somebody give me a gun. And then the sheriff was like, ah, I'm not giving you no guns. But because once the, the, the shit got going, I mean, there was side stories with the two doctors, um, Thanos and his wife, because uh, mm-hmm. she was about to, like we said earlier, she's about to go get her, her hump on with Fergie because um, they were texting each other, planning, uh, I'll come pick you up, you and your son up, and, and we'll get the hell out of here. So that's what uh, that was their small thing, and but then when they bring in uh, Fergie's body into the hospital, that's when uh, they show uh, Thanos's wife. And yeah, this this effect right here just looks awesome. I mean, because they 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 flip her over and her skull is gone, or her her back of her skull is busted open and her brain is gone. So it's just, it's it's just a ruthless scene, or even the scene with. Uh, Cherry, uh, Cherry, darling. When when they show her, when they they're bringing her in, obviously she had uh, something over one of those green socks or whatever. So they just digitally did, or maybe her her leg was just sticking in the bottom of uh, whatever table she was laying on. But mm-hmm. the uh, the Fergie effect. I mean, obviously they took a mold of her, of her face because it looks just like her. Yeah, and it I, does. And then when they flip her over, and that's when it's uh it's empty. And I don't know how that all that blood and guts smells, but I'm sure this hospital stunk because everybody <laughs> came in. <laughs> everybody was all rugged in this, but after the after that scene with the doctors, this is when uh he does find out that uh she was going to go do something because this was pretty ruthless right here. Um after he, he confronts her and goes, I know what you you guys were going to do. I knew you guys were seeing each other. Uh, I can't remember what the doctors are that come in and give you the the the, the shots and everything. Because she had three of them yeah. in her. And, I'm uh, probably going to say it wrong, but 
anesthesiologist. It sounds right to me. Okay. Because <laughs> she's got like one to take the sting away or take the edge off or whatever. And this one's going to make you feel better. And then this last one's going to knock you out. And he pulls those little, her little syringes out and starts stabbing it with her. And her hands are going numb and she can't do anything. And then uh, she she kind of just passes out. Because he's got, he's already got her phone. He's 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 already got her busted. Um, so that that was kind of that scene with them. And then we see Cherry Darling. She kind of comes to, and then we see that she, her and Ray. She or no, Ray's not there yet, but she doesn't have a leg because she comes to and, and moves the thing. Uh, the sheriff took uh, Ray uh, back to the to the sheriff station to just yeah. question him some more. And then uh, Tom Savini comes in, and he got bit by somebody. But one of them bit his finger off. And then so th- at this point, like, they still don't know what's going on. But then they go outside and see all these zombie guys getting ready to kind of attack them. So, But this, this whole scene, man, was badass because the shit went down hard. And, and these guys, just the, the sheriff guys, just got all their guns and everything. And they were just... Just shooting anything that, that they didn't uh, recognize. Yeah, uh, Tom Savini was badass during this moment because he gets his ring back. He has, to, of course, he has to put it on a different finger because he's missing his ring finger. And when he's like shooting, he's like punching at the same time. Like he does like an uppercut as he hits the trigger. Yeah. I mean, the effects during all this, man. I mean, there's just zombies coming from every direction. And they're shooting, and when the when the bullets hitting, like just just gobs of blood and guts are squirting all over the place, man. I was this, I was just, oh my god, I just couldn't believe. It. I was probably like the one that was most hyped uh, in the theater because I I love the blood and guts in these shoot 'em up films like this. But yeah, okay, here's a scene with uh, Tom Savini uppercutting that guy and shooting pulling <laughs> pulling the trigger at the same time uh more sheriffs show up more zombies more blood more guts it's just all all out war in front of the the sheriff station and the effects man they I mean they they really went for it not with just the gore and everything but with the, the explosions and and, mm. and the guns and everything i i just thought it was fucking awesome because after this battle they go to the hospital and then the battle continues because uh, Ray has to go in there to try to get uh, Cherry Darling. But he does end up getting there. Um, but before all that, uh, after kind of after the shootout at the uh, sheriff's station, uh, Michael Bean's character it was going to pick up one of the, the bodies. And uh, Ray was telling him, don't touch it. You know, they're infected. Because at this point, nobody really knows what's happening and why. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, they're back at the hospital. Everything's just all going to hell. Um, but the, this, I think, out of everything in this, the part that just made me cringe the most, um, the what's her name, the uh, Thanos's wife, uh, Dakota. She ends up waking up, and uh, she was like in a like a cleaning closet or something. But she jumps out of this window. <laughs> and <laughs> she goes to her car. Her hands are still numb and she can't, they're like useless. She can't grip or anything. But she's trying to open the door to her car 
she sticks her hand in it and, and is trying to open, but then she's got high heels on and she her ankles kind of roll. And when she falls, her hand, it just, it, it looks gross. Either she can just stretch, bend her hand like that, or I don't know, maybe it's fake, but you can hear it just snap. Like she broke her wrist. And that, that, was, that was the only part that made me go, ah! I mean, see, again, I can handle the blood and guts because I know it's fake, but this, this was fake too, but it just... It wasn't gross. It was just like that. It just looked nasty the way her wrist was mm-hmm. <laughs> when she snapped. When it snapped, uh, was it her dad was a sheriff too, right? Yeah, or, uh, Earl McGraw. Or was he like Texas Ranger or something? Um, I know he he. I think he shows up in other movies as the same character, but I think he's. Uh, I want to say Texas Ranger. Okay. So, I mean, before they go to that house, I mean, Ray goes back in there. That's when he's going to gonna get Cherry. And it's fucking like hell on earth in the, in the uh, in the hospital. I mean, the rooms are on fire. People are running everywhere. There's blood and guts all over the wall. Uh, he finds Cherry, and then this is when he's just trying to get her out of there. Uh, but she's like, I can't walk. So i don't know how good this works but he just breaks that stick off or like a table leg or a chair leg and i'm like did he like jam it all the way into her skin so it stayed because he just he just shoves it on her and all right yeah you let's go and <laughs> i like her she was like but i was gonna be a stand-up comedian <laughs> But yes, yeah, it, it it doesn't work like that. You can't just jam a table leg onto because <laughs> they they get out of there. But they they had to fight their way out of there. I, mean, I loved when he rolled into there when he was uh, just kind of ducking and dodging the uh, mm. the the zombies, and he, he killed a couple of them with it. Oh, he had uh, two butterfly knives because nobody would give him a gun. That's how when he ran in there, and he's doing flips and running up the walls. And he got his little uh, rubber gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like, all right, whatever. But they finally get out of the hospital. And then, then we go to uh, uh, the doctor's houses. And this is when we get the, what are they called? The crazy babysitter twins? Or, yeah. Uh, those two there. Um, I don't remember their names, but they show up. And the mom shows up. And she's going to get it. Just wants to get her son, but then these these chicks start screaming at him because she showed up late, and uh, but she just ends up kicking them out, and then she she gets her son, and they're gonna get the hell out of there. What did what did you think of Tony, which is played by uh, I believe is Robert Rodriguez's son? Um, I mean, it was he. He did what he had to do. For, but from what I understand, the the scene that 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 comes up in a minute, um, he I, I guess it was easy. He probably didn't have to pay him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Here, just say these couple lines and and, and do this. But ah, uh, oh, fuck, I'm not the one for spiders. I hate spiders. But that little kid, Rebel or whatever his name is, is holding it. Look, it's hairy. I'm like, oh hell no! I oh, yeah, and, and it doesn't work <laughs> that way. You can't put all the scorpion and a tarantula and a turtle. You can't put all that into one. I don't know, but those things would have stayed behind, or I wouldn't even have that shit. I'd have a turtle, 
But spiders, scorpions, hell no. None of that. That shit gotta stay outside. I ain't the one. If you guys love spiders and all that, cool. That That's you. I No, I, I can't do it. That's why I can never be on like Fear Factor or all those. Because <laughs> if they bring out spiders, I'm going to say, sorry, man, we lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one. Uh, but then she ends up leaving. And then they... Uh, but then they they go to uh, back to uh, to the sheriffs and everybody, Cherry and uh, and El Ray and uh, Michael Bean and Savini. They all meet up uh, and they all go to uh, back to JT's. And then when they get there, they're like, "Well, what's going on?" He goes, "Well, there's something wrong because JT always comes out and uh, greets everybody." So they're they're just kind of looking around. They're not really sure what's going on. But when they go in there, they find JT on the floor. Uh, this part was funny. <laughs> I liked it because once they get inside, they look at it. There's a dog in there eating something, and then they see JT laying there on on the on the floor, and uh, looks like his guts are hanging out because he's all bloody and everything. But then JT kind of comes to and sits up, and they're like, "Whoa!" And then it what's on his stomach? Excuse me. That looks like intestines is sausage. Uh, the the <laughs> sausage leaks <laughs> because the dog is licking. Uh, licking him, and then once he sits up, goes ah, and he goes, anyone want some barbecue? And then Ray goes, he just grabs it and starts eating. <laughs> this scene was weird because he he says after he killed them zombies, I, I must have just passed out right here on the floor. I was like, what? <laughs> um, have you ever? Yo, you've been doves. Have you ever been to Texas? Yeah, you did. <laughs> but did you guys go have barbecue or anything? Oh yeah, definitely oh. went to have some barbecue. Oh, I mean, I've had bar- barbecue my whole life in the Bay, but Texas, oh, my God, it's just so good. And everything's bigger in Texas, especially with the barbecue. They ain't, they ain't messing around. You got to go to good barbecue. Don't just go to anyone. You got to ask your locals if you guys ever go to Texas. But anyway, so they kind of going to hold up at JT's at the Bone Shack. We go back to uh, the doctor. Her and her son end up going to her father's house. Uh, this scene was kind of ruthless, though, right here. Uh, the doctor tells her son, "Is that look?" Um, she gives him a gun, a handgun, and tells him, "Like, look, uh, if anyone comes uh, that's not me, uh, shoot him." So he's like, "All right." And he goes, "Well, what about Daddy?" She goes, "Well, especially if it's Daddy." Uh, I don't know. This looks like a little Saturday Night Special snub nose type of gun. I'm not too sure, but. This part was tough, man, because she once she leaves and walks away, and you hear, a, you see a flash in the car. Then she runs back over, and her son shot himself in the, in the face. Um, from what I understand, uh, that little kid didn't know this that that part was gonna happen. I think they just filmed his scene right there, and then got him off the set before they they went further because, um. Robert Rodriguez said, goes, I just didn't want him to, to see that or know that. He probably knows now because the kid's probably much older. But he goes, yeah. He goes, we, he didn't know none of that was in the theater. Plus, he said, he goes, I didn't let him watch uh, the film. Only the parts that he was in that, that he showed him. But um, that was tough, man. That was something unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, I mean, I, I don't like when, when, they, when they kill kids in, in movies. Um, I think... Out of everything that's, that happens in this film, this is the only one that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It was kind of like, was it necessary? I understand you're just trying to 
up the violence, but uh, I think they could have did without that scene. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't. I don't know what that scene added to the movie. No, I mean because it, it it was just more sad if anything because when uh, after she goes to get her son and uh, sees that he's is dead. I mean they they don't they kind of show it really fast but not really. Uh, the zombies start coming and then she just reaches into the car and grabs her son and she's just holding him like his his lifeless body and then she starts pounding on the door and it turns out it's her dad's house. Um. The hell was this guy's name? Earl, uh, Earl McGraw. All right, Michael Parks. Uh, did you see Tusk? Yeah, I did. Uh, I just watched it again. I, I think I liked it better the second. And the first time, I was kind of like, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" But uh, I did like him. I think my favorite role that he had done was in um, Kevin Smith's uh, Red State when mm-hmm. he was at that preacher cult leader or whatever. Oh man, I thought he was amazing in that film. But oh, yeah. he passed away, right? I I want to say yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Parks passed away in 2017. Yeah, well, all right. For some reason, I thought it was last year. But. 77. He did a lot of good movies. So, but yeah, rest in peace. Anyway, so they go to her dad's house. Uh, earlier in the film, they show her dad. He's he's like just feeding his wife because she just looks. I don't know. Something happened to her. But how did she, when he's feeding her food, she looks normal or she looks fine. But then when he kind of turns away and then turns back around, she's a she's a monster. How did it get to her? Okay, I'm. I tried to. I was thinking the same thing on the rewatch. How how did she change? So I'm thinking maybe they went. Okay, how the 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 DC two went into the air and maybe. It's like kind of like Walking Dead style, how you don't have to get bit. If you just die, you come back. I don't know. I don't know. Well, she must have just died. Because <laughs> he was feeding her soup or something. And then. Yeah, he like he looked away around. for like one second. It turned around. She was a zombie all already bubbling in her face. <laughs> but then he, I assume he killed her because when a uh, uh, doctor shows up with her son. Uh, there's blood and blood on the wall. So and he's holding a, a an axe. So I assume he chopped her up or whatever. I don't know. But they they end up going in the house. Uh, we go back to TJ's and they're just kind of gearing up uh, for uh, for war, I guess. And uh, this is when Michael Bean and him keep having the the same conversation: Who are you? And who 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 really is El Rey? And that type of shit. Um, but so what? While everyone's running around, this was the scene that I liked. Uh, this is when JT comes in and is trying to give uh, uh, Cherry Darling some some uh, some barbecue because oh, it's the best in Texas, and she's like, "No, nah, I don't want it." And he goes, "He goes, well, what's wrong? You don't eat meat." And she goes, "No, I eat it." And this is when she tells him, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian or whatever." And then he looks at her and smiles. Does this part when he when she smiles at him and he wants to know? Uh, yeah. She does that little smile at him, and then she goes, what's that? And he goes, my shitty grin. grin. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when she goes, what do you think about the leg? He goes, that sure is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, He was um, Cyborg Man or uh, Lawnmower Man, right? Yeah. Oh, 
that movie. Ugh. <laughs> I, I did that. I, I, I don't read that much, everyone. Uh, those of you who listen to East Society already know. I don't read that often, but I did read that Lawnmower Man story, which I thought was awesome. But then the movie came out, and I don't know what what they were trying to do there. But the El Ray comes in, and he's sitting there talking, and the next thing you know, uh, he's knocking it out. Uh, and we find out that he was gonna, she was supposed to propose to her, but he never, it never happened. All right, this part bugged me. After the whole little sex scene, we don't really see much. Um, the film melts. It just, when I first saw this, I thought it melted for real, because this was it before everything went to digital. It was still uh, film that you stuck on a projector, and then it started melting. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> which which was good because I I didn't know that was coming. I, I thought that was cool. And then this thing comes across that says missing real. So I was like, ah, oh, okay. I, I see what they're trying to do here. But the reason that this, this part pissed me off is when the movie comes back on, JT's bone shack is <laughs> in, 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 in a blaze. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask Robert Rodriguez if you guys ever meet him. Uh, <laughs> because the place is on fire. Uh, zombies are all over the place. They're dragging in uh, Michael Bean, the sheriff. And I he said one, somebody shot him because he's holding his neck and there's blood everywhere. And they're still the place is still on fire. And they don't know what they're doing. But they have... Uh, JT did show them... Uh, did he show him the car, or was it just the motorcycle? Uh, motorcycle first, and then he, uh, someone said, well, this can't hold everybody. And then he showed him the car. All right. So, yeah, so everyone, they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, Dr. Block and her dad and her son that she's holding around, they they ended up showing up at the Bone Shack. The, uh, the crazy babysitter twins are there, and... Uh, the one dude from the the owner of the the strip joint, mm-hmm. and uh, a few of the strippers. I don't know how they got there, but all right. It's like hello, people just showed up. <laughs> I was like, that's why. That's why I was mad. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> how did all these people show up? Mm-hmm. But this is when they find out. Uh, oh, you are El Ray when he finally gets guns. And I don't know the point of that. <laughs> but they're just trying. They're, right now, they're just trying to get the hell out of there. So they they all run outside and fucking the, the living dead zombies, whatever the hell they are. They just all start unloading on them and just blood galore everywhere. I love the, I love when they do this in films uh, when they're shooting things and blood gets on the camera. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes it's an accident, but this looked like it was it was all on purpose. Is this where uh, El Ray gets his little uh, the little mini motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> because the thing was stupid, though. I mean, the place is ablaze. I mean, it don't look like it wouldn't be safe to go back in. Because when they all run outside and they start shooting up and there's too many of them coming. Because, like, a shit ton start to show up. And then it's like, everyone go back inside. And then the place is still on fire. Other than that room would be full of smoke. But, man, eh, it's a movie. So they end up, uh, JT gives them... Um, his uh his convertible I don't know what kind of car it is but it's nice. Um, did JT get hurt yet? I don't think so. No, he gets hurt later. All right, because uh, 
they're trying to uh, get uh, the truck, uh, Ray's uh, killdozer, I think that's what he called it. Uh, and, but Cherry goes running out there because everyone else is too scared. Here she is, peg-legging around like a pirate. And uh, El Ray is just picking off uh, all these zombies uh, that are that are close to her because his big thing is, I never miss. So, and that comes into play later, everyone, <laughs> which I thought was cool. <laughs> Because he's just shooting everything up. But the, the the stuntmen in this scene were awesome because there's guys on fire uh, running around after he blows up a uh, um, a gas pump. Uh, Cherry just comes punching it up the hill and then comes crashing in. And then everyone, they, they all load up. They get in the convertible, get on the motorcycle. Some get in the truck. And then they all go hauling ass out of uh, out of the place. They kind of killed a lot of people because when they're outside, that's when they go back to the doctor's car. And uh, he's like, well, I need something to ride. And then that's when she goes, I got this pocket bike, her son's pocket bike that was in the trunk. Uh, Have you ever ridden one of those? Yeah. Those are hard, especially those little things, especially when you're a big guy like me. I mean, I'm not (laughs) like big and buff. I'm just big and fat. But sitting on that thing. (laughs) I just remember it was fucking, I remember getting cramps because my legs sticking out on here, but uh, El Ray's a little short guy, so everyone goes hauling ass down the road. He's doing wheelies uh, on one wheel, but all right, cool. (laughs) So everyone's loaded up. They're they're jetting down the street. They they come to a bridge, and then this is when they meet up with, um, uh, There's other than there's the the zombies that are everywhere. I, I did love this scene, how they just picking them off and then the killdozer is just slamming into him because it's got one of those big uh metal brush guards on front and it's just mowing down everything not even run over a dog or dog <laughs> what was that uh jt's dog yeah because yeah, it jumped out the car i was like oh man but when they're hitting these these zombies man they're just like blowing apart they're just blood everywhere. They get to this bridge and there's like fucking army of them on there. They end up stopping and that's when uh, Bruce Willis and the gang show up and just mow everyone down. So were they just? Why did they take everyone hostage? It's because uh, because later you see they also got a uh, what's that guy's name? Abby, the uh-huh. doctor. Uh, he reveals that uh, the people that are survivors are immune to dc2 and oh, okay and with the people that are immune the there there might be like an antidote or something all right because they locked them all up uh once they once they got them all uh quentin tarantino shows up he's always got to be a creepy sex fiend in this yeah he's listed as rapist number one <laughs> yeah so I know the other guy because I've seen the other guy in, in in films, but I don't I don't know his name. Another big soldier looking dude. Because they take Jer- Cherry and the and the doctor, and uh, we're gonna go get their rape on somewhere. Um, this was this was pretty ruthless too, uh, but then they were trying to escape. Uh, El Rey and all those in the gang. That's this is when JT gets shot. Uh, him and uh, JT and uh, Michael Bean's character are, are brothers. Uh, there was kind of a little running joke a, a little bit in the film, uh, mainly talking about uh, the recipe for uh, JT's uh, sauce. But he was like, oh, that kind of stuff, man, you don't ask. Or a, a, Texas, a Texas person takes it to the grave. 
or, or whatever. <laughs> so because they're both laying there dying. Uh, then Quentin Tarantino, he shows up and starts talking all shit, saying he's going to get his dick wet and all that. And that's when he goes into and uh, he's getting ready to get his rape on. Next, we go we go to down into the basement with Abby and Ray, and this is when they meet up with uh, um, Bruce Mald- Willis's character yeah, Maldoon. Maldoon. Oh yeah, this is when he tells them the story uh, of what uh, they he he was the one that that shot uh, Bin Laden, and then that's when they told him about the, the what was it DC ten or is that what you D- said DC two DC two. So we find out that they need that. But then they go back to uh, Quentin Tarantino and, and the other guy about to get the rape on. Uh, that was ruthless because uh, he, he was getting ready to rape, and, uh, but Cherry comes in and her, uses her peg leg and, and stabs Stabs uh, Quentin Tarantino in the eye. All this time, he is faces bubbling up and and everything, because because he needs that that gas. Uh, while all, all this too, he's got that piece of wood jammed in his in his eye, and then he's getting ready to rape. He pulls his pants down, and everyone's looking, and something gooey is dripping. I don't. Yeah, know. is his dick just like falling off? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's his balls or his just dick is just stretched. It's like melting because it's bloody goo and it's just slow. It's like um, kind of reminds me of like a hot a hot marshmallow that just when it heats <laughs> up it just drips because it's all gooey. <laughs> so he's getting ready to get his rape on with his with his little his gooeyness, but then the doctor. Uh, her hands come back into play. The, the, all the, the the numbing stuff must have went away. Cause she pulls out her little thing, her little shots, and shoots him at Quentin Tarantino. All while he's transforming into this big gooey monster. But uh, Abby and uh, Ray bust in. They kill uh, all of them. Rescue uh, Cherry and the doctor. And this is when Ray brings. Uh, he goes, hey, I made something for you, baby, and sticks that. Uh, machine gun with the rocket launcher uh, for her leg. Again, I don't know my guns, so I couldn't tell it, you it what says, kind of gun it is. It says here it's a modified M4 carbon assault rifle with an M203 grenade launcher. All right. Uh, that, that, ma- that I still to this day don't understand how she's shooting it. Yeah, or much less how it's sticking on. Uh, I did like this scene though, because when uh, Quentin starts uh, transforming into whatever the hell he is, I mean it's neat because he's just gooey and uh, kind of reminds me of the thing. Yeah, because he falls down or he kind of like his face is all gooey, melting. Uh, kind of looks like um, Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Oh yeah, and then he leans forward. And I don't know what it is that comes out of his mouth. Uh, <laughs> another part of the mod. This, this, that's why it reminds me of the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Because when it comes out and then all these tentacles or whatever just go all over the floor. 
I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what's happening. I mean, he's got a piece of wood shoved in one eye, and then uh, the doctor shot one of those other syringes. And, yeah, some kind of big sack or whatever came out of his mouth, and that's what all, all the fucking... I don't know, whatever there was. It looks like a big octopus uh, comes out. But then Cherry goes up and shoots uh, one of the rocket launchers uh, at Quentin Tarantino in the balls and kills him. And then she goes into the other room. And like Brian said, I don't know how she's making this thing fire. (laughs) (laughs) But she uh, balances on one leg and then starts blasting all those dudes (laughs) in in that room. Uh, we go back to everybody, uh, Abby and the gang. Everyone's got guns now, and they're all just trying to get the hell out of here. Uh, they get up to the top, and there's just a, a big, huge shootout. Uh, Cherry is just letting uh, all the zombies and the soldiers have it with her, her machine gun uh, leg. Uh, I did like the scene when she was uh, laying on the ground and then just, like, spins in a circle and just <laughs> starts shooting everybody. Oh, I mean, but... That's what's awesome about this film. It's just totally unbelievable, off the wall, non-stop action. So that's what you get <laughs> when you get a, a, a machine gun for a leg. Uh, really quick, um, I think it was the next Comic Con after this film had come out. Uh, they had, um, I guess it was was it Dimension who put this out? Or yeah, yeah. Dimension. Okay, they, Dimension had a booth. And uh, they had a, a young girl that kind of looked like uh, uh, Rose McGowan, and she didn't have a leg. I mean, for real, she did. She did. She had a. She was an amputee or whatever you call that, and she had a machine gun leg. I I was like, because that was the big thing for some reason that year. Everyone was blown away because I'm. I remember. Uh, I think it was Thursday. Uh, she wasn't out there Wednesday night for preview night. But Thursday, when I, once I got into the big exhibit hall, everyone was talking about, did you see that one lady with the machine gun leg from Planet Terror? And I was like, wait, what? And then when I finally found it, I was like, whoa. If I find a picture, and I know I know, I know, I took pictures over. I'd have to look for it, everyone. And then I'll, I'll throw it on the, the Action Returns page. But <laughs> uh, hey, man, she, she was working, and she was doing what she had to do. All she was doing was standing there with a, with a stripper pole with her, her machine gun leg. But... <laughs> uh, this whole scene at the end was awesome. It sucked that Abby got killed. I, I, I liked him. I loved him in Lost. I, I thought that was a good show. But he gets his head blown off. Uh, the CGI didn't look the greatest uh, right here. Um, I think they should have just went with the practical route. But well, I guess it was practical. Never mind. I take it back. I thought uh, I'm thinking of something. I was. I just watched Dawn of the Dead. Those headshots were looked uh, a little CGI. But anyway. So everyone, everything's blowing up. Monsters are everywhere. They're trying to steal some helicopters uh, to get out of here. Um, JT and the sheriff are still uh, down below, just basically just dying, waiting to die. Uh, but I did love this scene because JT kind of just folded and said, all right, he started uh, telling uh, his brother his recipe for a sauce. Uh, but the, the sheriff ended up dying, and uh, JT had a... Um, uh, a little detonator because mm-hmm. they had all these bombs down there. So he was getting ready to die. His brother died. He was dying. So he just fuck it and blew up. Uh, that was where all the the gas was that they had, right? Yeah, it was underground. All right. So they blew all that up. 
Uh, we go back up to the top. Uh, they're, they're trying to get to the helicopters, but there's soldiers and monsters everywhere. Um, Cherry, does she like shoot a missile out of her leg? Is that how she gets to fly uh, up? Or yeah, she blows up one of the. She shoots a grenade launcher, which launches her in the air. <laughs> it looks stupid, but then it still looks awesome because she shoots another one while she's in the air. <laughs> so I thought that looked pretty awesome. And then she lands down. Oh, this is when she does the 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 spin and kills everyone. Everyone's loading up onto the helicopters. Uh, the doctor, the other, the female doctor, she goes, uh, Thanos' wife, she goes run into another helicopter. Uh, she gets in there, and I don't know how Thanos got in there, but he was in there. This I had a problem with this scene. Everyone that's getting infected and bit are, like, changing instantly into these monsters. Why? I'm sure this was hours later, and he, his face is all deformed. But he's not all crazy like everyone else. But I don't know. We didn't. We didn't write this film. <laughs> uh, he's about to kill his wife, but then her dad comes in and pumps in a, a few slugs into him, so he's dead. Everyone gets in the helicopters. Uh, what's his name? Luckily, uh, the guy that owned the strip club was a uh, helicopter pilot because he jumps right in the seat and he knows what he's doing. I did love this scene. I thought this was awesome because once the helicopter takes off and all those zombie soldier monsters are coming at him he tilts the helicopter and the uh the blade takes them all out dawn of the dead style starts just decapitating all those fools um oh there's oh reagan he got shot yeah and he's uh, dying yeah so he's laying there dying and just all bloody and cherry's trying to talk to him and She's going, it's all right, all right, we'll get out of here. Because later he earlier he told him, look, this is what we're going to do once we get out of here. We're, we're going to need to uh, make ourselves to the sea and put our backs to the sea and have some kind of fortress so they can at least see uh, whatever's coming after them come. But he's dying, basically, and then he touches her stomach. And he goes, yeah, you guys be all right. And she's like, what? And then he goes, I never miss. So, yeah, he <laughs> she likes it raw and... uh he left one in there. <laughs> so, but uh, this was kind of sad, though. I, I did feel she's just trying to comfort him, but then he ends up dying, and then she starts crying. But the part after I didn't, I thought was a little stupid. But then again, this whole movie was <laughs> the helicopters flying above. They drop down a rope. She grabs it with one arm and then just lets him uh, take her up into the air. I was kind of like, no, but this whole movie was a no. Um, I like uh, when um, uh, Rodriguez does his his little uh, green screen stuff. Not so much in those Spy Kids movies, because they went a little overboard in this. But uh, they go flying off into the night, raised dead, fucking the whole army base is destroyed pretty much. But the uh, monsters are still roaming around. Because they make it down to Mexico, her and a whole bunch of other people, probably just more people they found along the way. They end up staying, uh, end up uh, holding up in a, a fortress of the the big uh, Aztec uh, pyramids that are down there. So, but okay, there's a scene right here when they're walking along the, the looks like a little lake or riverbank. There's a city behind them, and it's just demolished. Was there a nuclear war or something? 
I this movie I guess turned into like a post apocalyptic Mad Max world or something. I don't know because <laughs> this the, apparently this this infection just spread throughout everywhere. Yeah, so they end up going down to their place and, and they're staying there. But you got to give you one last jump scare because uh, some crazy zombie chumps out of nowhere. And, uh, she shoots it and then that's it. And then she mm-hmm. kind of does a little uh, uh, dialogue saying that this is, this is what you wanted. You'll be proud of us. We miss you. We love you and all that. And then that's the end uh, of that film. Uh, have Brian, you ever, have you ever seen this post-credit scene? It says Tony is sitting on the beach at the survivor's base, playing with his turtle, scorpion, and tarantula. No, I didn't. I, I think there was one. Never seen this before. Uh, well, it wasn't in this one. I, mean, I don't know if it was in the unrated one I, I or i don't know i never that's the first time i ever heard of it how the hell is he alive i don't know i mean his face got blown off unless he's a ghost <laughs> i don't know that's weird uh this one was pretty sweet man i mean i loved it uh, out of uh, for what it was because the movie ends depending on which version you're watching if it's the single version and then the credits start rolling or this one that's uh, the the one the theatrical one, it jumps right into the uh, to the trailers. Was there two or three? Three. And, okay. Well, depending on which version you get, there's four because uh, that hobo with a shotgun got put in there. There's, I don't know. I've never seen that version. Yeah, uh, but the one I when I seen in the theater, you get three before the next movie. You get the first one, which I, I didn't know. He was said he was going to make it, but then I don't know what happened. But uh, out of these first three, out of these middle three trailers, man, the werewolf women of the SS, the one directed by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Uh, this looks amazing. But if they do make it, um, Tom Tolls, he passed. So he won't be in it. I'm sure you can just get someone else. But, because he, but he's got all his regulars. Uh, of course, Sherry Moon, she's got to be in it. Uh, Sybil Danning's in it. Udo Kier, Tom Tolles, um, Bill Mosley. I mean, I love Bill Mosley anytime, whatever movie he pops up in. And he even got Nicolas Cage, Mr. Uh, Not Pay My Taxes. So, Ooh, man, sure- chew. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he, he's just a friend of Rob Zombies. So it, it was. It was kind of a shocker uh, in this trailer. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on. It they're just just a bunch of little scenes, but they're obviously making. Uh, uh, well, Bill Mosley is a scientist, and he's experimenting on chicks and turning them into werewolves or something. So I don't know, <laughs> but I did like the whatever whoever the werewolf was with the machine gun uh, in his Nazi outfit. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Yeah, then we get uh, Nicolas Cage's Fu Manchu. All right. Yeah. If he makes it, I'll watch it. But yeah, as know. far as the Fu Manchu is said, uh, well, you know, I got a whole bunch of Nazi uniforms, but then I got this Chinese set, too. We'll just put them together. 
What was he supposed to be a Nazi first, and then didn't want to do it, or? Uh, I, I don't know. This this trailer was all over the place. I just remember seeing it, and then, like you said, like when Nick Cage just pops up and it says Nicholas Cage as Fu Manchu, and he's just being <laughs> Nick Cage, laughing maniacally. I was just like, I want to see this. So do I. Uh, if he does make it, of course we'll see it. But I, I don't know. I think uh, I think after Tom Tolls die, I wasn't too sure uh, if he was gonna. But I don't know. Uh, the the one right the right after that trailer, we get a little uh, a little Mexican or commercial for a Mexican restaurant, uh, Kuna Brothers or whatever. Um, what I love about that, it's got nothing really to do. But when uh, for those of you that did go to the drive-in theaters, they showed. Um, the advertisements for little local restaurants like that. So I mean, it just took me right back to me being a little kid, sitting in the in the driving in the, in the parents' car, watching that because they they showed whatever restaurant was in the area, and it was just pictures of food, and that's all it was with that little trailer. So I, I thought that was really sweet. Uh, some of you younger listeners probably have no idea probably what I'm talking about, but you older ones that did go to the drive-in a lot. I'm sure wherever you're at, on whatever part of the world you're at, or country, or I mean, here, whatever state you're in, I mean, that's that's what we had. The the commercials weren't uh, very much. There was one commercial that scared the shit out of me. Have you ever heard of um, Winchester Mystery House? Yes. There was one. I've been. I've only been to it once. Well, I actually went through the tour once, and it was pretty creepy. But um, they showed one uh, at the drive-in. I was hoping someone would have had it and put it on YouTube, but I, I can never find it. Uh, when I was at the mystery house, I was asking them uh, if they, if I was asking the older people, there's a bunch of young people there, if they remembered that commercial. And they're like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, the story of that, when it, if you guys saw that movie Winchester, it was slow and boring, but yeah, that was that lady. Uh, they were t- oh, showing uh, the stairs that go up into the ceiling and, and doors that go nowhere and shit like that. In the in the tra- in the little commercial, uh, every time they're, they're, they they do mention the story of her hearing these voices saying to just keep building, but they showed this scary looking old woman's face, and uh, every time they showed her face, she go keep building, and that scared the <laughs> hell out of me, my whole life. Every time I saw that billboard when we drive around, I'd get scared. Um, I never went there when I was a kid because I just I refused to go there. My kids found out about that place, so we took them down there. Actually, last year. Oh, no, no, no. A couple years ago because everybody went. I didn't go in, and my youngest was too scared. Uh, the last, last, Actually, last year, uh, last uh, October, uh, we went there, and uh, we did the tour. And I actually uh, recorded my uh, Winchester uh, episode for one of our 31 days of horror from sitting in the courtyard of the Winchester Mystery House. If you guys ever get a chance to go that down there, it's in uh, San Jose, California. It's weird though. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I remember passing it. There wasn't much around the house, but now there's all kinds of stuff built around. It's this big mansion dropped in the center of a of a city, downtown San Jose type of, of place. But it's pretty cool if you guys have like going there or ever want to check it out. Nice. The next trailer was um don't what that was um Edgar Wright. Yeah. Was there any was he ever gonna turn this into a full 
there was talks about it. There was talks about, I know this, and then the next uh, little uh, trailer we're going to talk about. But yeah, there there was talks. This is another one I I, I wouldn't mind watching because it was it was fucking ridiculous. And then I, I liked basically like the usual people that you see in Edgar Wright movies popped up, like Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. I don't know what Nick Frost was. Some old guy downstairs. He was a big baby. Dolls. He was a big baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part scared me. I don't know the the lady that's in this, but I've seen her in a ton of movies. Uh, the blonde lady. Oh and yeah. The, uh, and the other dude that that's hang that gets hung. He's been in a ton of movies as well. And, and uh, uh, even what's his name? Uh, Malfoy's dad. Uh, Jason uh, Isaac. Yeah, he's even in it. I don't know what the hell's happening in this trailer. There's just a lot of scary shit, and just well, I said you don't don't go in the house if you or don't go in the basement or don't open that door and all kinds of shit. That's another thing I liked about the these trailers because going to the drive-in or sitting in those little old ground house stairs, they showed you crazy ass shit like this stuff you never even heard of. And you can still find a lot of it, either on VHS, and they do put them on DVD, but you just just search Grindhouse Films, and there'll be a whole list of just shit you never heard of. Uh, I've seen a lot, but uh, I'm sure there's a billions more that I didn't see. The next one, Thanksgiving, uh, directed by Eli Roth. He is a true horror guy. I just loved not everything he's done, but when he goes for it with his gore, and this Thanksgiving, I know he was talking about making it, but I don't know if he started or, or if he wrote the script. But I mean, because even these little trailers, man, I'm sure it took a lot because mm-hmm. he, he had tons of extras in this. Not like Rob Zombie's where it looked like it was all just shot in a, a film studio and uh, the don't was the, whatever house that was in. But this one, he's got thousands of extras. Not thousands, but a bunch of extras because there's a, a, a Thanksgiving parade. Thanks, Thanksgiving Day parade. So what was there? Well, we don't we don't know. Did, well, well, I want to know why this killer was killing everyone. That <laughs> got me. He's dressed up like a pilgrim, like cutting people. And it has one of my favorite scenes out of this whole grindhouse uh film is because uh, you get Michael Bean in here and I like the scene where the guy that's with him he's like he touches the blood on the ground and he tastes it and he was like it's what I thought it's blood and then Michael Bean just looks away and he's like you son of a bitch <laughs> I'm just like what the hell is going on and then you got the, the chick on the, the trampoline who comes down in the splits on top of the knife oh <laughs> I, of course, it's just effects, but damn. <laughs> just thinking, like, if that did happen to you or someone, oh, fuck. And that's, that, that part got me. It, it's still cringy to watch. Uh, you even got Eli Roth and his hairy legs uh, in this. He's about to get a, a blowjay from his girlfriend, but then while she's doing it, she <laughs> she reaches up to touch his head and it's gone. <laughs> And the next scene, you got uh, Jay Hernandez making out with his girl, and then 
you just see him all of a sudden his body just drops and because his head got decapitated. <laughs> uh, he was the guy in Hostel, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, but but the crazy scene was the the to me was the the body that was like the dressed up like the turkey at the yeah. end on the table, and then the the fucking very last shot of this is the killer like fucking the 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 turkey with the head on it or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I know that. Oh, that makes me want to see it. Like what? Uh... And you got two little kids like sitting at the table, like looking at him. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck am I watching? This is like, cause I said earlier, my brother-in-law didn't get any of this. And he just, as soon as that popped up, he looked at me and he was like, the fuck are we watching? <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! I I love just these little trailers. Um, if they never make them in the movies, cool. They're obviously they already made Machete into two films, but um, I loved it. I just I I couldn't believe it. I was sitting in my seat. Yeah, that was awesome. And but I do, I want them to make these films. But then I have a feeling you make them, they're not gonna. It's not gonna be get you all hyped up. Yeah, uh, I can see be- that. Cause I I liked Machete, but I didn't I didn't get that feeling of how I did just watching the the trailer before yeah. this film. But it, it it would have been cool though if we got Don't and Thanksgiving as Grindhouse Two, yeah. and during that they had a whole set of new trailers, and that just became the next whatever Grindhouse Three. Like they just kept doing these. Uh, who knows. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I saw Hobo with a shotgun the trailer before. I didn't even know they made it into a movie. Um, because I remember one of my friends, dude, watch this, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a movie." He goes, "No, it's fake," because it was supposed to be for uh, one of these. I mean, because like I said earlier, they from what I heard, they were supposed to like if Brian and I made a trailer and submitted it, they were supposed to be fan trailers, but. Obviously, uh, his friends jumped in on board. We'll do it, and but those those four trailers that we got, uh, I thought they were awesome. The Machete, yeah. Don't Thanksgiving, and the SS Women or whatever. You never seen the Hobo with a Shotgun movie? Oh, I've seen. I have. Uh, that oh, movie's okay. hella good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after I, where, where was I? Oh, it was on uh, one of these cable channels. I remember I was getting ready to go to sleep and I went, fuck over the shotguns. I ended up watching the whole movie. I have it in my library. That movie's awesome. Rest in peace, uh, Rector Howard. Yes, sir. You think of what I'm thinking? I think I'm thinking it. What are you when you thinking? I'm thinking we told your ass to shut the fuck up. Uh, all right. Um... The final film in this grindhouse, Death Proof. Action-adventure thriller, that's all it was. Uh, two separate sets of uh, voluptuous women are stalked at different times by a, a scarred stuntman who uses his death-proof cars to execute his murderous plans. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, this stars Kurt Russell as stuntman Mike, Zoe Bell as herself, Rosario Dawson as Abernathy, Vanessa Fertello as Arlene, or Arlene, Arlene, or, oh it's a R, it's a L. All right, Arlene. Um, 
those were the girls from the second the uh, second story. But then in the in the first story, in the beginning of this, we got Sydney Tamila Pointer as Jungle Julia. Uh, Portier. Portier. Is that uh, Sydney Portier's daughter? Yeah. Okay. All right. She was looking amazing in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Rose McGowan's back. She's Pam. Uh no, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She, she's Lee. She's in the the next uh, group of kids. Eli Roth is in it. Um, who else was in this one? Um, some a bunch of other chicks that uh, you didn't really know. Uh, uh, Michael 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 Parks is back. Um, James Parks is that his son? Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Well, and uh, Marley Shelton. She's back as well. I have questions about uh, this. Uh, Nikki Cat is back. Um, the uh, the the two little uh, babysitter twins they're back. Um, it's, it's just as babysitter twin one and one and two. <laughs> uh, those two are back, in uh, some and some other chicks uh, that are in this one. Um, Death Proof. What did you think of it? My favorite one out of this, Death Proof, is amazing. Real fucking car stunts. Yep. That's all I got to say. Kurt Russell, I loved. He, there, there was times he was hamming it up, but I loved it. Zoe Bell as herself had to be as herself because she is fucking, she's a badass woman in real life. Stunt double, or stunt double for years, stunt performer. I'm glad she got to to be in a feature film. Uh, Rosario Dawson, love her, everything she's in, um, and I, I'm just a Quentin Tarantino fan. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of this is dialogue before you get to the action, but you know, it, it's Quentin Tarantino dialogue, and and I love it. And yeah, and I, I do have a question too about the, about this movie. I always wondered, but we'll get to that later. Uh, during uh, during the uh, the opening credits uh, when they're showing everyone who's in this, uh, really quick something comes across the screen. It says Quentin Tarantino's Thunderbolt, but then it goes to a black uh, add-in that just says Death Proof. So I wanted to know did was he really gonna call it Thunderbolt, or was that was he just trying to do what the, these films do by uh, adding adding stuff. I think he was just adding that uh, to for the effect because you know how sometimes these films get around and then they have a different title and because later we get a scene uh, where a car is uh, driving down the road and then all of a sudden the car disappears because they probably spliced the film together and that, that little piece was missing. So I think it was just to add to the grindhouse effect. Because the beginning of this film... <clears throat> We're just introduced to uh, all these girls uh, that are in it. Um, introduced to Jungle Julia's ass, which was ooh. amazing. Oh, her, um, I don't even remember the uh, butterfly, whatever her name was. Uh, she's in it, and, uh, and a couple other friends. I mean, they're just they're just showing these girls that um, Jungle Julia's a local DJ. She's hooking up with her friends. They're all supposed to go hang out uh, in these bars and hook up with dudes and at the end end up going to uh, one of their friends' uh, cabin up at the lake. So, I mean, it was a lot of just uh, t- 
talking and dialogue that um, it didn't really have to do much to the story. It was just them talking back and forth on stuff that they were doing. So I, I didn't think um, any of that was was important. But yeah. if you if you know Quentin Tarantino, his his dialogue for for his actors is is his style. Yeah, because you get a whole side kind of thing with Jungle Julia texting texting some dude that she's like in love with or something, which that never comes forward in any way possible. I thought it was a girl. Was it? I thought. I I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, they never it never uh, went anywhere. Even better. Yeah. I, it, <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, I'll, it, they're they're still in Texas. I mean, I love the product placement in this that that um, that uh, little uh, commercial in between the trailers, uh, Cooner Boys or Brothers or whatever. Uh, one of the girls in the front seat's drinking a uh, soda cup, and it says that on it. So I thought that was pretty sweet. So I mean, it was just them just talking about what they were gonna do and guys they were gonna hook up with, and they needed to score some weed. Um, so man, that was pretty much it and then they went to uh the first bar these girls must be soldiers for drinking all day and <laughs> still driving and, <laughs> and all that i'd be done uh, a couple margaritas a few beers tokes in the parking lot i'm i'm good but th- these these gals are soldiers because they were all drinking and it was just liquor 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 the whole time and did not see anyone eat anything because Drinking liquor on empty stomach, that ain't good for you boys and girls. And they were <laughs> mixing all kinds of liquor. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, the, again, there's there's little side stories. Jungle Julia is trying to hook up with a guy or a girl. We don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know why I'm thinking it was a girl. But anyway, um, they uh, on Jungle Julia's show, she had said, uh, she's going to be with her friend cruising around at bars. If somebody comes up to her and repeats uh, some kind of poem, she was going to give him a lap dance. I don't re- exactly remember uh, the poem, but um, because th- there's a scene where uh, she's uh, Julia finally tells uh, her friend what she's going to do. Oh, that's that's going to kill me. What the hell is uh, her name? Um, uh, the The one that. She's telling her to? Yeah. Oh, uh... It's not Shayna. No, the other chick that, that was only the, there for, like, a second? No, no, the uh, the the butterfly girl. Arlene. Arlene, is that her name? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, Vanessa... Verletto? Yeah. I think, okay, all right, yeah, her. So, again, more drinking, more hanging out, uh, more talk that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, but we do get uh, uh, when um, Arlene is outside, she's uh, having a smoke and she sees um, Stuntman Mike. Uh, well, we don't know Stuntman Mike at this point, but it's uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, because she had, she had seen the car before. Yeah. He comes uh, driving by. Uh, I believe that one was a Nova. I, I'm not sure. Again, I don't, I don't know much about cars other than how much they cost. But I want to say it, it was a, a Nova. I, I'm, I'm not 100. percent It looked like uh, my cousin's car, but his was green. So uh, she sees him drive by, and then they end up at another bar. 
Uh, this is when um, what's his nuts shows up. Uh, Eli Roth and and his gang. And uh, their their plan is just to to get the girls uh, all drunk because yeah. uh, they have a, a little plan. He goes, man. He goes, he goes. Bitch will drink anything as long as guys are buying her for him. <laughs> We're stepping it up. We're going to Jaeger shots. Ah, that's mean. I any kind of shot. I'm not. I'm not the alcohol guy. I other than I just don't really like the the taste. Of hard alcohol, but uh, no, that's I'll end up fighting someone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why I don't drink that much either. <laughs> I can drink plenty, beer all night. Beer plenty all night. of stories of me back in the day, a little, little too drunk. Yeah, um, alcohol, hard alcohol is what does it to me. Yeah. And you were correct. It is a 1970 Chevy Nova. Oh, okay. I just, by looks... I get, that's how my cousin's car looked. Not as cool as uh, Stuntman Mike's, but uh, it was pretty sweet. So I did like the scene when uh, Eli Roth and that guy are talking, and they're sitting at the bar, and then uh, you see uh, Kurt Russell's character sitting there uh, chowing down on some nachos, which made me want... Every time I see this part, it makes me want uh, <laughs> a big plate of nachos or whatever <laughs> he called it, nacho platter. Um, I loved all the music that was in this. All the all these places they're going, either if they're in the car, uh, listening to the radio or the jukebox when they're in all these bars. I loved uh, all these old music that Quentin just grew up with, and he and he throws in all his movies. Uh, of course, he's always got to be in his movie. He's the uh, he's the bartender and doing more shots with these with these ladies. I mean, again, these ladies are soldiers because they're just. Alcohol everywhere they go. Chartreuse. So they good. The, they na- yeah. <laughs> the co- was it? Uh, so, so good. good the name and color. color after it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so Eli Roth and his buddy are sitting there, and uh, um, th- this fucking part was funny. I was the only one that laughed in the theater because I assume all the young people in there didn't get it. Uh, Kurt Russell's sitting there eating his, his nachos, uh, and. Um, Eli Roth and his buddy are sitting there talking, and then uh, he kind of looks behind him. Uh, at Kurt, Eli Roth looks at Kurt Russell, and then turns around to his buddy. He goes, "Man, I wonder if BJ brought the bear with him." <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch that show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I I just made myself old. For any of you younger listeners, there was a TV show back in the early '80s. I was either late '70s, early '80s. It was called BJ and the Bear, and it was about this guy. It was a truck driver, BJ McKay, and uh, his best friend Bear, which was an orangutan. Uh, and he clothes, hat, everything, and they just hauled uh, hauled whatever they were hauling around across the country and getting in adventures. Uh, there was a spinoff show called Sheriff Lobo, because Sheriff Lobo was the one always chasing uh, BJ. Anyway, so that was that little reference there, and I was fucking laughing. And then <laughs> the, this whole time, Eli and them were just trying to... Uh, figure out uh, some kind of way to, to get up to go to the to the boat, not boat house, the lake house and uh, be creepy and, and get girls drunk and you guys know where it goes. But for you guys, don't do that. Don't get girls drunk and take advantage of them. That's not cool because kill someone <laughs> if they did that to my daughter. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Kurt Russell is just obviously just, just following these girls because 
We see him earlier following him. Uh, Arlene goes outside. She's puffing away on the smoke. And she sees uh, uh, the car that she saw earlier in, in the day. She sees it sitting in the parking lot. Uh, if you're watching the 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 grindhouse one when it's both movies and everything in one shot uh there's a scene that they cut out of this one if you watch the single film and it's the the extended version uh there was there was a few scenes in there that that, that they took out uh during this bar scene because there's a scene where she goes and makes out with one guy arlene goes and make out with one guy in the car that was cut um and then uh when they're sitting outside all, all smoking and weed and stuntman mike comes out there and talks to them. Oh, but before all that, uh, what was Rose McGowan's name in this Pam. one? All right. She's just hanging out at the bar, and she's, I don't know if it's a blonde wig, or maybe they just made her hair blonde. I don't know. But she's sitting there just talking to Stuntman Mike and uh, kind of wanting to ride. And this part made me also made me feel old, because when... Uh, Stuntman Mike is talking to uh, Rose McGowan and uh, these three other girls, and he's talking about his his career as a stuntman. He starts talking about uh, some TV show called Vegas uh, with Robert Urich and fuck, I can't remember the, the name of the other show. Uh, for young again, for you younger listeners, those were old TV shows that I grew up with, and talking to these young girls because he was looking at them and they all had these puzzled looks and he goes you guys have no idea what i'm talking about or you guys have no idea what these shows are right and they're like no and he's like ah fuck it <laughs> again i laughed i was the only one that laughing at that scene but uh quentin's got a lot of dialogue in his films so i mean there's it's just a lot of buildup uh of to to know who these characters are so whether all the girls are sitting outside um uh, Kurt Russell kind of goes outside and, and he's looking at him. He goes up to Arlene and starts uh, saying the uh, the the poem that she said. Because Jungle Julie said, whoever goes up to her, brings her a drink, says this poem, she would give him a, a, a lap dance. So he says that, but she doesn't go for it. They're trying to say that she had already done it earlier. Uh, again, in in this one, in this version with both films together... They cut the whole lap dance scene out. <laughs> I was, watching it this time, I was like, "Weak," uh, because I, I like I'd seen this one a million times, but I'd, I'd seen the the single version. Uh, I think I've only seen this one when it's one to two two movies together. Um, I saw it twice in the theater, and then other than this previous watch, and I think I maybe watched it like once or twice when I bought it. Uh, when it first came out. But then they did me dirty and put a steel book out and I had to rebuy it again. So I think I bought this film like twice <laughs> as well as the single ones. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so everyone's done drinking. She uh, does a lap dance to, depending on which version you watch. Um, I like this chick. She's, I don't know, her lips are just. Uh, sorry to be the the pig ladies, but uh, she got those DSLs. So, <laughs> but so anyway, so if the the night is over, <laughs> no one's drinking no more. Everyone's gonna go party uh, up at the lake house. Uh, obviously, the boys struck out because they don't go. Uh, we're out in the parking lot with Stuntman Mike and Pam, 
and she he's showing her her car, his car. And I love the the skull and lightning bolts that's on the hood. It looks pretty sweet. And if I ever had a car, a muscle car, I would pay, I wouldn't do. Uh, uh, I, I liked his paint job. It's like a, a flat black. It's yeah. not glossy. I think that just looks tougher. So he's telling her, yeah, his car is death proof, and she wants to know what it is. And I said, oh, back in the all or nothing days, uh, they uh, made cars like this. They for the ones that do, that roll and get crashed, they they just fucking reinforce everything. Because when when they when they go inside of his car, uh, you can see all the roll bars and everything that are inside, which is cool, man. I mean, I would love to drive something like this. Uh, I don't know if I would crash it, but if I know I'd be safe if I didn't if I did crash. But these cars, I mean, these cars were the ones that could just drive through brick walls. N- not today. I mean, you're. Any of these new cars, you hit something and just gonna just crush like a can. Yeah. So he gets in. Pam, uh, she gets in, and he, he's gonna take her. Uh, Jungle Julia and Arlene and the girls all take off in their car. And uh, they're just about to leave. They're kind of pull up to the to the exit of of the parking lot, and and Mike tells, her, "All right, where are you going, left or right?" And uh, she goes, oh, "I'm going right." And he goes, "Ah." And this is when he tells her, he goes, well, there was a good chance, uh, a 50-50 chance you were going the, the, this direction, but uh, I'm going left. And then this is when he just, the, the music changes and, and everything, and then he just uh, starts to scare her. Because he goes, well, if you're going to be scared, it's going to start like right now, then he punches it. She's she's in the car, but um, on her side, uh, the, there's a seat there that he just stuck a metal seat in a hole. There's no seatbelts. There's no nothing. He is on, on his side of the car. It's uh, other than all the reinforcement stuff. Um, that was it, like a plexiglass. Yeah. Square that he was sitting in, or was it just right in the center? Yeah, there was a plexiglass dividing them, and then he basically on his side had the little roll cage. Yeah, because he had all his um, his seatbelts in it. Those like race car seatbelts that come over your shoulder and everything. So he's hauling ass down the street, uh, and she he's just slamming her all over the car because she's got no seatbelt. I don't know why she's not just holding on to the to, to the roll bars and everything, but she's I guess then she wouldn't be hurt. But she's trying to just tell him, no, just just let me go. I, I won't say anything. And then he just fucking does he slam on the brakes and she hits her face? Yeah, just completely crushes her face on the dash. Oh fuck yeah! Because that scene was ruthless. Because he just stepped on the brakes and she slammed her face. And did that kill her right there, or did it just knock her out? I I'm I'm gonna say it killed her because you kind of hear like a like a crunch. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's down for the count because she kind of just goes back. Uh, we go to uh, Jungle Julie and the gang, and they're all sitting in the car. She calls up uh, whoever at her job to play a song by Dave D. Dozy something and Skitch or whatever. I don't know. The song is called Hold Tight. It's a good song. I can't remember the, the guy's titles. She says it in the movie a few times, but they're all rocking out in the car. Uh, Stuntman Mike passes them. Goes who knows how far, but turns around, turns off his lights. Uh, he sees them coming, and then he just fucking punches it. 
uh, of course, these were real, real stunts. Because um, when those cars hit, I mean, it, it, it was no CGI in this. Like Stuntman Mike said, this is on the all or nothing days. Uh, he just goes head on with those girls. And uh, they, uh, the the film kind of goes back and forth on and showing the death of each of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the driver, she basically just breaks her neck. She slams into the steering wheel. Jungle Dude Julia's got her leg hanging out the, the window, so she slides forward. Don't look like anyone has her seatbelts on. No. And when she slides forward, her leg gets cut off, and it goes flying down the road. So I assume she just bled to death. Uh, the two girls in the back, um, Arlene, uh, oh, no, the uh, the other little blonde one in the back seat, she goes yeah. flying out of the windshield. Yeah, that was, that was the weakest one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Arlene, uh, well, I guess losing your leg is worse. But anyway, Arlene, she gets the, the stuntman Mike's car, when it hits head on, it kind of jumps. So it goes over the car. And that tire, I don't know if it was the front or the back, just hits Arlene's face. And and I'm sure those tires are spinning full speed and, and her face is gone. So those all the girls are dead. Stuntman Mike's car just goes flipping and flying down the highway. Uh, we get to the hospital. Okay, this is where I have a question. The, what's her name? Uh, the doctor, Dr. Block. Dakota uh, Block. Yeah, Thanos' wife. She's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And this is the hospital that was when all the hell broke loose, loose in the first film in mm-hmm. Planet Terror. So this is all in the same universe uh, of that because also her dad and her brother uh, are in this and, and they're they're talking to uh, Stuntman Mike. Yeah. That's- why was there... was? Uh, do you know of any reason why they didn't put these... In order, or mm, I don't know. That's something I guess you got to ask them because uh, this this seemed like it, it took place before the first movie. So yeah, because uh, the hospital, I mean, it was on fire when we last saw it, and that was fucking the living dead was everywhere. Um, plus, uh, did her dad die? In did the, he make it out? He made it. The share. Okay, <laughs> I don't know where her brother was. We didn't see him unless he. No, because we, we don't we never saw it. we didn't see him until this film. Yeah, so I don't know, but anyway, it's it's in the the same universe uh, as Planet Terror. Obviously, who knows how much long or how much time before. But uh, the sheriff is talking to uh, his deputy, which is his son, and uh, this is this is his daughter, Doctor Block, and they're asking him how Stuntman Mike is, and they go, "Oh, she he's fine, and he'll he'll be all right." But she just gets all mad and ends up leaving. Uh, the sheriff is telling a story, uh, or telling him what he thinks, because uh, his uh, his son, the deputy, is like, "Well, what do you think happened?" He goes, "Well, I'm gonna tell you what I think." He goes, "That guy just murdered them," because uh, he said that he uh, obviously he. This is what the the sheriff is is thinking and how he put his doing his police work. He said that he followed them, he picked them, all the girls that he killed. Uh, he purposely didn't have any alcohol in his body uh, because when he's sitting in the bar, he was just drinking like sp- sparkling water and mm-hmm. he was eating his nachos. And these girls were just fucking little small petite women just 
full of alcohol and probably no food. Because cause they said, yeah, because they said the, the bodies, are, I assume when they're doing all the tests on them, uh, they said they were just, I'm sure they smelled like alcohol as well. So and so that was, he was like, yeah, he just he just flat out murdered them. Uh, and then his son was like, why? He goes, I don't know, maybe this is how he gets his rocks off. So, so that there was nothing. Nothing became of uh, of stuntman Mike. No, no charges or nothing because the, the the sheriff just said this is this is what I think. Yeah. So, and it just uh, it just cuts to fourteen months later. Okay. So we're uh, fourteen months later. We get a whole new crew uh, of gals, which I think all four of them are hot. Uh, Zoe Bell, uh, Rosario, uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and um, God damn it, what's uh, her name? Tracy um, Toms. Yeah, uh, what's her name in this? Kim. Kim, that's right. Uh, again, more talk that's got nothing really to do with uh, the movie, but it's uh, these girls are all. Uh, filmmakers. Uh, one of them is an actress, uh, Kim, the the black girl, the driver, and Rosario Dawson. They uh, no, Kim is a stunt stunt driver, stunt woman. Uh, Zoe Bell's a stunt woman, but she's not working with them. And uh, what was Rosario's job? I think she was like hair and makeup or wardrobe oh. or something like that. All right. So they just picked up a Zoe from the from the airport, and while. Um, they were there, uh, coming in the in the the parking lot uh, of the airport. Uh, you see stuntman Mike, uh, taking pictures of them from from a distance. And this car was tougher than the Nova. This was a, this one was a challenger. I don't know what year it is, but again, I mean, I've said this before, talking about old cars. I'm all about muscle cars, and if I just fell into tons of money tomorrow, this that would be the car that I would buy. Fucking souped up everything flat black, and I would never drive it. I'd be too scared. I'd be too scared that either someone's gonna jack it or some haters gonna key it or crash into me. But goddamn, does it sound tough? Especially when they're hauling ass at the end, mobbing down the road, dude. It sounds so mean and rough and tough. But uh, all the dialogue uh, during all the girl scenes is they're just talking about what they were doing on the job, who they're hooking um, up with. Did we get a Quentin Tarantino little trope here of some feet? Because didn't uh, Kurt Russell try to touch Rosario Dawson's feet? Yeah, they're hanging they st- out the window. Yeah, they stopped uh, at a store, but in this version, that part's cut. Oh, okay. Because on the the single film. Uh, version it it turns into a black and white scene, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Lee uh, Mary Elizabeth Winston. She's in the front singing. Rosario Dawson's uh kind of passed out in the back because she's still a little hungover and drunk from the night before, and her feet are hanging out. And uh, Kim goes in to go buy whatever. Uh, I think that was no that that happened before they went and picked up Zoe. Yeah, because it was it was just the three of them. And uh, Stuntman Mike pulls up, and he's watching them. And then he was he gonna like lick her foot or something? Or oh no, Tarantino and his feet thing. Yeah, because he had her feet. Uh, that's the first thing you see when the, when the film starts. Is her feet are sitting on the 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 dashboard of the car <laughs> riding down the road. But <laughs> all right, <laughs> I mean, to each his own. 
Um, as long as they're clean, but uh, I'm not putting them <laughs> in my mouth or anything. But um, anyway, so that that scene is cut from this version because we go straight from the airport after picking up Zoe to a restaurant, and then they're talking about more um, stuff uh, uh, dealing with um, their film and everything about guys are hooking up with. But uh, the uh, this. The, the, there's also the scene right here. This is one of the key parts of the, of the story. Uh, when Zoe's from New Zealand, she come, she came to America to hang out with her friends. But what she wanted to do is, is she wanted to drive a 19 what? Seven, <laughs> 70. 1970. Um, Dodge Challenger. Dodge Challenger, which she considered a classic. And she tells him, this is what I want to do. There's a guy in this town, wherever they're at in Texas. Uh, I believe it was Austin, but I, I don't don't quote me. And they wanted she wanted to just drive it. That was uh, one of her dreams to drive a car like that, because it's the exact not the not the same car from a film. But there was a film called um, Vanishing Point. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, do definitely check that out. That, that fucking film is badass. Some from the 70s, I believe. Um and it's just fucking fast cars and, and all that in that film. So that's what Zoe, Zoe and Kim are fascinated with all those films, uh, with all those uh, type of films and cars and everything because they're gearheads. And I, but I love this scene right here because uh, when when uh, Kim finally finds out, she's like, oh, Kowalski from uh, Vanishing Point. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And then she goes and then they're like, uh, uh, Rosario's like, what's Vanishing Point? And then uh, they start to tell him. Uh, about uh, these car films, she goes like, "I think it was like Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, uh, Gone in sixty seconds," and Rosario goes, "Up," uh, and then Kim goes, "The real one, not that Angelina Jolie bullshit." <laughs> I didn't like that one at all. That was fucking CGI Fast and Furious shit. Uh, I do love Fast and Furious. Don't get me wrong, everyone, but nah, I like uh, when cars are cars and and being used. No, no CGI stuff because that ending of. The one with Angelina Jolie. Don't get me wrong as well. I love her and she was hot in that film. But that ending with the car and Nicolas Cage was stupid. Anyway. So that's the re- that, that's the reason why uh, these girls go to... Um, uh, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, he was in a lot of... He's in Adam Sandler's films. He's, he's one of his friends. Um, yeah. He's got like a country name. Uh, I know he was Buck. Jasper. Yeah, what's the, what's the actor's name? Uh, Jonathan Lofren sounds right. Says I really like that. I don't know, because uh, the first time I noticed it like that was in uh, Waterboy, but then I it might be I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so they go up to him. He's the guy that's selling the car, Jasper. Uh, they go and they go and uh, see it, and then they're trying. They were gonna. Their plan was to let's see if he'll get let us take it uh, for a spin, a test drive without him. And this is when Zoe and uh, Kim come talk, go off to the side. And Zoe tells him, like, look, if he lets us take it, uh, I want to play ship's mass. And Kim goes off. What? No, we said we'd never do that. Ship's mass. If you guys haven't seen the film, but I'm sure you have is them just hanging out hey basically holding on to straps belts uh and hanging outside of the car on on the roof or and on the the hood uh i had friends that did that before 
and I never rode with them again because I didn't trust them. Uh, we did it on, or they did it on our truck uh, when I was out in uh, in the res in Arizona. My cousin's friends. Um, I I just didn't want anyone to fall off because I didn't know what we're going to. These were in the days when I was a kid and when something happens, you even though you didn't have nothing to do with it, you still get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get beat up by my mom. So, <laughs> uh, but so yeah, that's what they want to do. And again, uh, this is just dialogue heavy, uh, Quentin Tarantino style. I loved a lot of it. I thought it was all uh, awesome, especially uh, when Kim, every time she had something to say, because uh, this, this, she was, She's a she's the black woman and she's got that uh, that that mouth that I'm afraid of. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but by when I was a little kid, I got my ass beat by this black girl for an, an entire week, uh, mm. walking home from school, and that scared me or that made me afraid of black women to this day. Uh, when I see my <laughs> friends and tell them that they just laugh. Uh, my my black friends and they're like, "What?" I said that that one girl who I to this day I do not know why she beat me up for a week. And she just came. I was in elementary walking home from school, and she just would grab me and start slapping me. I I got her in the end. I fucking whipped her in the face with a stick and and got the hell out of there. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was scared of black women from that day forward, and. Uh, a lot of my friends and uh, their moms and their sisters, when they get into it, I just sit there and cringe, like, uh, <laughs> don't want them to turn it on to me. <laughs> but that's just me, everyone. I mean, I love all my friends and their and their moms and everything, but I, nah, I'm scared of black women. I just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, they end up uh, telling Jasper, uh, Rosario Dawson tells him. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to take this out and you're going to hang out with our friend Lee because he kind of uh, tells her that they're filming a, a porno film in town. Uh, they're not really, but that's what they did to get him to uh, let them go without them uh, for the test drive. So th- this is my question. Did they leave their friend to get raped, possibly? Uh, I guess. Because this is the same, not the same character, but same actor. Because he he played in uh, Kill Bill One when he was about to rape uh, Uma Thurman in the hospital. Uh, no, he wasn't Buck. The other dude was Buck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was the <laughs> yeah. guy that yeah. The, and I was the, just the, like, <laughs> when they left her, he's just like, <laughs> and she's just like, oh shit. I I don't know. I, maybe he was going to try because uh, Abernathy, Rosario Dawson, uh, alluded that she would um, uh, blow him, I guess. Yeah, pretty <laughs> so, much. And uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I, I love her. I mean, I, not everything she's been in was good, but I, I just like her. Never met the woman, but damn, I loved her in uh, Scott Pilgrim. I loved her in. Uh, that one Cloverfield movie, and you didn't, I, you, you I didn't even liked her in the thing. You didn't love her in Bruce Willis. Uh, was a Die Hard four? Oh, that's right. That was his daughter, huh? Yeah. I have to watch that one again. I haven't seen it, but the thing. 
it was what it was. I mean, I, I enjoyed not John Carpenter's the uh, prequel it came out in what 2011, I think. Yeah, too much CGI. <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> it, it was good for the story. Um, so they the girls end up uh, they leave Lee there and uh, Jasper's uh, licking his chops and then uh, they go hauling ass and gonna go drive and then they kind of stop. I love this part. This is probably like my favorite dialogue. Uh, in the whole thing, because earlier in the film, before they took the car, um, Kim and, and told because uh, the uh, Abernathy uh, R- Rosario Dawson wanted to go with them, and they're like, "No, I don't think you want to do what we were gonna do." And then she's like, "No, I, I want to go. This is this is everything that you always tell me this when you don't uh, think I'm cool enough to do whatever you guys are doing." So they go, "All right, well, uh, if you come with us," and he goes, "You better be cool." And then he goes, you better not say nothing. You better just sit in the back and keep your mouth shut. He's like, oh, okay. So that was the reason that she got to go. Uh, we get to, they're in the car. Uh, they're getting ready. They stopped uh, in the middle of the highway. And they're getting, there's Kim and uh, Zoe are in the front. And uh, Kim just looks at her and goes, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And Zoe goes, I'm thinking what, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, or I'm thinking what you're thinking. And then Rosario Dawson's sitting in the back, and she goes, and what are you and you thinking? And Kim turns around. I'm thinking we told your ass to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rosario Dawson. She just kind of rolls her eyes. Um, I love Rosario. She's beautiful and everything. But I'm not a guy for bangs. I I knew you was going there. uh, I I don't like bangs. I mean... It is on almost on the same level as Courtney Cox in Scream Three. Oh fuck! I hated that too. I, I my friends have bangs, and I always tell them I don't like it. I mean, I'm they're they're my friends, and that's it. But I just I've never liked bangs. Um, probably because of uh, one of my friends' moms when, when I was much younger. She just had bangs. And to this day, she still has bangs. Same hairstyle that she's had when I first seen her. And she does it herself. I remember I went to the house one time and she was just cutting a straight line. I don't know what it is. It doesn't, to me, everyone, it doesn't It, it doesn't look attractive. It's not sexy. I, I don't care if it's on the, the hottest woman in the world. I know. I can look over it. But... <laughs> <laughs> And I can deal with it, but I won't like it. <laughs> so, uh, from this point, okay, so the, the girls are like, uh, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play Ship's Mass. And this is when the it took, I think this is like the last half hour of, the, of this uh, of this segment uh, of um, when the, they're dealing with the cars, which is this, I think this part, the, this group of girls was better than the, the first two, or the first uh, set of women, uh, on what happened to them. Yeah, because the the thing I really liked about this group is you really believed that they were all friends. Okay, I've never seen any uh, making of this. This is obviously really Kim driving, and of course Zoe Bell is a stunt woman, mm-hmm. and she she can just kick ass. I've seen her in there. This is the first thing that I've seen her in. Um, I don't know if she was really out on the hood of this car with no other kind of safety harness. Um, 
I would say there is because I know dealing with the stunts in films, especially when you're filming them in America, there's tons of rules dealing with stunts. You'd have to have some kind of uh, backup safety. So do you know if they strapped her with something and then erased it? Because right now you see her just on the hood holding on to two belts. They um, had to have some kind of safety thing. I don't know. Um, I've never heard of anything, but it looks like she's just holding on to those belts and that's it. Even when she lets go of the belts and, you know, she kind of switches positions and she's like hanging off the edge. It really looks like she's just trying to hold on to whatever she can. Yeah. But yeah, because that uh, when she does lose the belts and she's just holding, she's looking uh, into the windshield at, at Kim and Abernathy, and she's holding on to the top of the hood. But when she gets bumped and she spins around to where her head is up at the front of the car, yeah, you're going f- full speed that way, but you take a little turn or whatever, and either she's just super strong and, and grasping that hood. Oh, my God. I mean, even watching it now, it just that part when she turns head first into it. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, cause she, if she would have fell off, that would have been it. That fuck. That was, there was no way around it. So anyway, they're playing a uh, ship's mass. She's having fun. The, the girls are screaming and here comes Stuntman Mike speeding up right behind them. Just fucking hauling ass. I don't know where they're at. They're out in some back road uh, in Texas and he just comes up fucking full speed and just, I say this every time we're watching movies with 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 these cars and fucking just crushes the front and oh, he slams into the girls. They're driving that uh that white Challenger, uh 70s Challenger and you can clearly see that uh, uh they lose it because they're starting to fishtail but then the cut the the camera cuts to something out and they're, they're like they're driving straight. You can clearly see that that, that car spun out. But, um, so Stuntman Mike is just fucking just playing with these girls, crashing into the rear, sideswiping them, banging them. Zoe is still on the fucking front of the hood of the car. She, uh, lets go of one of the belts. She's still holding on to one, but she's grabbing anything she could, uh, with the other uh, hand. There's those little, um, I don't know what those things are on the front of the hood that little air holes or whatever. Mm hmm. I'm not a car guy, everyone. <laughs> um, but even still, man, I mean, again, this doesn't look like. I mean, this is this is Kurt Russell, and this is uh, I can't remember Kim's name. This this is them driving down the road. I it looks like they're they're going fast because uh, usually sometimes when they film these things, they're they're just pulling the cars on on, on the back of a trailer to to make it look like they're going fast. But nah, man, this is them. I mean, some of some of the scenes might not be Kurt Russell, but when the camera zooms in closer, when they're when they're slamming into each other, that's him. Yeah, here's a couple things I pulled up. Quentin Tarantino said, uh, as far as her on the car, there's no double, there's no CGI, it's all practical, and you're seeing, and you're seeing that the person crying is the same one who's falling off of the car. And then earlier, a uh, quote he had that I just lost. Uh, he said, as far as death proof goes, the action is real cars, real shit at full speed. 
those speeds often up to 80 to even 100 miles per hour it took six weeks to shoot and chase shoot a chase sequence that ultimately clocked in at a formidable 20 minutes oh my god i mean why i'm watching this right now as uh as i'm talking about it and they just spun out and zoe bell she's a legit stunt woman everyone i've said that earlier but she's she's the real deal and i assume kim is as well as a, as a stunt driver because she's fucking handling that car i would have lost it a long time ago uh but and and again you can clearly see uh kurt russell uh, when the cars are because when they're banging into each other and saying their their lines um, I don't know where the camera's mounted, but they're fucking, that's them in the car. Uh, obviously, they did some scenes where um, uh, on the car the, gar- the girls are driving, they mounted a camera on the top because there's a scene where you see Zoe holding on and the camera's like right behind her. But, okay, now she's spun, in a, she's spun around right now. Uh, Stuntman Mike is slamming into him on the side. And if she's not being held down by nothing but her her strength, I don't know how fast they're going, but it looks like they're going fucking not top speed, but fast. And oh my god, I yeah, it's it's oh, crazy. It's no. it's crazy, especially when she's just basically her head is just hanging off the front. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love that um, how he films his films. Especially something like this, because a lot of it is one shot. There is other shots blended together, but there's a scene when uh, Stuntman Mike kind of loses it and goes off into the dirt, but there's no cuts. It's just him driving, doing donuts, trying to get back, and then he gets back on the highway and hauls ass. Fucking Zoe Bell, man. She's still facing forward, and she's just holding on. Looks like she's got her feet jammed into the the top of the... um, the 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 part of the hood that's like closest to the windshield, but I don't know how she flipped over to her back, but she's on her back now, and kind of like uh, like Jesus on the cross, hanging on, and, and stuntman Mike bumps into him, and then they they spin out. Uh, Kim jumps out of her car because stuntman Mike starts talking shit, and then she starts uh, <laughs> she pulls out Roscoe. That's what she calls her gun. She she mentioned earlier, and then she unloads on him. <laughs> but uh, they're sitting in the car, uh, Kim and Abernathy. They have no idea where Zoe is. They're sitting there crying and just thinking the worst. Because whatever they did, how, however fast they stopped, Kim flew, or um, Zoe flew off the hood, and she's in the bushes somewhere. And they just assume they're both crying, and they think she's dead. But then Zoe pops up. I'm okay. But it looks like she must have flew like about fucking 30 feet away. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was way in there. Yeah, because they did tell a story earlier about how her nickname's the cat. And oh, how yeah. she never gets hurt. <laughs> so she comes out of the bushes. Not a scratch on her. Uh, everyone's smiling and laughing. Other than laughing because uh, that she's alive. So, I mean, I would laugh too. But she's like, well, where is he? And then Kim's like, well, I shot his ass, and that bitch took off. So she's like, well, fucking, well, let's go get him. So this is when they fucking turn around and uh, take off. Well, first they go, I think you want to get out. You can stay here. And Abernathy's like, fuck that. Let's get this bastard. 
And then they just go hauling ass. Uh, Zoe grabs a pipe that's uh, laying, laying around, and then they go hauling ass. Uh, we see Stuntman Mike. He stops, and uh, he's tending to his bullet wound, pulls out a bottle of, I don't know what it is, whiskey or something. He's crying in his car. <laughs> this is where he hams it up. <laughs> he's just like, oh, my God. Well, fuck that shit. It hurts, man. And then <laughs> spilling whiskey on it? That's like fucking dumping acid on you. <laughs> it looks like it's uh, Jim Beam that he dumps on him. But he's screaming and crying. <laughs> and the fucking... He, he's getting ready to go. He's kind of like... He calms down a little. He looks in his rear view. And then he just sees the girls coming up. And they plow into him full speed. I don't know how fast they were going. But I think that would have been it for their car. That front end looks like it's demolished. Yeah. Uh, Zoe jumps out uh, with that pipe and starts stabbing Stuntman Mike with it as she's hitting his car and breaks his windows. But then he just fucking hauls ass. And then the girls go chasing after him. The front end of that Challenger, the white Challenger that the girls are driving, uh, fucking, if it's not leaking... Radiator fluid and, and oil by now. Um, again, these uh, American muscle cars, man, they these were these were fucking tough. Like I said, they could drive through brick walls and you'd be all right. Um, I don't know how many cars they used, and I'm sure it just wasn't these two that, that they used to film all this. Did you find anything on that, on how many cars they used? Um, I haven't found any. I know I read somewhere before that it was it, it was more than one car. Fuck, they they have to because uh, I remember I went to Universal Studios doing the backlot tour, and uh, they showed the um, uh, there was uh, all these racks. Other than the, the the Jaws sharks that they had that they used in the movies were just on these racks and, and just fucking rusting out and everything. They had uh, the the Trans Ams from I believe it was Smokey and the Bandit too. All the ones that uh, Burt Reynolds, well, all the stuntmen wrecked. And I'm like, fuck, man, they had hell of them on there. So I'm sure they used quite a few uh, of these cars. And I hate when they do this. I've said this multiple times when we talk about car films. Uh, they just destroy these beautiful cars. But I'm sure that some they just give them to some auto guys and they just fix them right back up and they're back on the highway. So this whole scene right here at the end when the girls are getting the revenge, they're fucking hauling ass after Mike uh, down these dirt roads and everything. I just I just think it's awesome. And then it takes it. Uh, they fucking go crashing through a boat that's just sitting on the side of the road. <laughs> and all the shit that Kim's saying. Like, I'm a, and you know I ain't letting you go without tapping that ass. And I'm a buster nut up in you. <laughs> you crazy lunatic redneck bastard or whatever the hell she said. <laughs> but then they fucking jump those cars off the dirt and then they're back on, on the highway. Uh, they As soon as they get on the highway, they assume they cut some guy off on a motorcycle because he goes full speed and crashes into some kind of barn. Uh, and there's just they're still hauling ass down the highway cars everywhere and they're just fucking snaking through the traffic these cars gotta be leaking I know the white challenger must be leaking something because that whole front end is pretty much gone but 
Stuntman Mike, uh, it looks like most of the damage he took was um, on the sides. He rammed them a few times, but it doesn't look like the uh, the front end is that is that beat up. But the the trunk where the girls crashed into him when they rear-ended him, uh, that's that's pretty beat up. Yeah, the the girls front of their car is fucking the grill. Everything is gone. Lights, it's just hanging on by a thread, but. These again, these cars are built tough, man. It, it takes a lot to to stop them. So I mean, these, especially these uh, souped-up muscle cars, they both sound super duper rough and tough. Um, other than they're hauling ass down the road, they're crashing into uh, other cars and making other people spin out and crash. What how's the, what sounds the fastest you ever driven? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I I know I've spun out in the in the winter and ended up in a ditch. I tell you that. (laughs) Uh, I've taken my truck and my wife's car. I think 90 is the fastest, but that's on straightaways. Um, Mainly just passing like semis or something. But I I don't I don't drive fast to think I'm cool. (laughs) I'm scared. I've spun out a few times in the snow as well. When I first moved up here, uh, when I first got a truck. And uh, rear-wheel drive, I didn't, fuck, I don't know, I was used to automatic uh, front-wheel drive cars. I took a turn and basically spun a 360. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. And then everyone goes, you need to put weight in the back. I'm like, all right, so I do that every winter. Speaking of that, I need to find some weight now. Winter's, winter's, winter's coming. So I got to do that. But anyway, so the girls, they're still hauling ass, uh, chasing Mike. They pull up uh, alongside of him. Start uh, talking shit to him, and he's crying, saying he's sorry. He was just playing, but they're they're they ain't taking that for no answer. They're still fucking sideswiping each other. Uh, I don't know about you. If you guys see two cars crashing into each other, uh, I'm not gonna pass them because they show all kinds of cars zooming past them as they're slamming into each other on the side of the road. Uh, other than I would want to watch, I would kind of keep a safe distance behind me. <clears throat> uh, but I love this scene right here. Uh, Stuntman Mike is just hauling ass down the road. He slams on the brakes to uh, make the girls go off the off the highway onto a dirt road. And Stuntman Mike is just screaming, yeah, yeah, about fucking time, and thinking that he just lost them. Uh, the girls are hauling ass down the dirt road. The camera pulls back, and that's when you see the girls are on this dirt road, like right above him. And uh, they're hauling, just as, hauling ass just as fast as him. So, again, I don't think they used any kind of trailers or anything to have the cars on it. Because when they show um, the Kurt Russell driving, and they you see the fucking car on the road, and he's hauling, hauling ass. Yeah. Other than also they have the, um, the, the guys filming whatever they're driving or hauling ass right next to them. And they got the, the cameras built in, inside of the cars. Anyway, the girls are hauling ass down this dirt road. And they're saying, please don't end. Don't dead end. Don't dead end. And they're all, all saying it uh, when they come down. And then fucking just at the right when that road ends to meet up with the uh, the highway again. They fucking just plow into Stuntman Mike. Other than their cars should have flipped too. But they're the heroes. Hero <laughs> heroines. His car fucking just flips and rolls, and it's done now. Uh, he's screaming and crying. 
and his, he's saying his arm's broken, and they just pull him out and commence to to whooping that ass. And uh, obviously, they all they have fighting skills. Although Zoe and uh, Kim, I'm sure they do, but I'm not believing uh, Rosario. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, not with that final kick. <laughs> no, I like the spin kick that uh, Zoe Bell does to him with perfect form, and I love how it ends after she fucking just beat the shit out of him, and Zoe does a a roundhouse and kicks him down, uh, like the old old school movies. It freezes. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> they're jumping up and down, cheering, and the end comes across the screen. Uh, Rosario does finish him off, though. Yeah, she uh, does like a, a heel kick, like a big high high kick up and brings the full force of her heel and just crushes his face. Got Stuntman Mike's face in. And then uh, while, the, while that's happening, uh, April March's song, uh, Chick Habit, comes on. I love this song. I remember when the first time I saw this when it came on, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's just some old school film or a song that uh, Quentin likes to throw in all his films." Uh, while the credits are rolling, they're showing, uh, I guess, outtakes of uh, of the film. But that's it uh, for Death Proof, as well as Planet Terror. I keep wanting to calling it Planet Fear. But Brian, let me ask you this: What do you rate uh, Planet Terror? Planet Terror, I would give it a nice, solid eight and a half. Um, I loved everything about it. Uh, there, there's just a couple things that I wish they would have maybe touched up more, like how we talked about how I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have worked that way, but I would have wanted to know more about El Ray. Yeah, because it just kind of seemed like everybody in the film knew. But us, yeah, and then I, what the hell is with the with the testicles? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot. I mean, when though back in those days when they made crazy ass films, there was always something stupid. Was that <laughs> was that the part of the antidote or something? Or I don't know. Maybe just like balls in his face or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh what I will give it, uh, I loved it at, at uh, more uh, out of uh, these two films. Um, I just praised everything about it, uh, music, uh, the way he filmed it, the, the, the gore and blood effects. And uh, it, it didn't take much. Uh, there wasn't much dead time. I mean, I mean, downtime. It just jumps right into it. So, um Again, I loved it more than Death Proof. I, I'm gonna, I'm giving it a ten. I mean, that that movie was fucking awesome. I, I loved nice. it. I think out of these two, I, mean, I can watch both of them over and over, no matter what. But I think Planet Terror for me is uh is the better film. But what do you what do you give uh, Death Proof? Uh, Death Proof. Uh, Death Proof might be a nine and a half, ten on my book I'm, I'm like I said before I'm a Quentin Tarantino fan I love the dialogue I loved all the action was just real stunts real cars and um, I every time I see her I appreciate Sidney Portier's daughter even more every time I see this film 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it just a nine. I mean, I loved it. Um, nine for the whole film as as a film. But uh, if I'm gonna rate the 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 car scenes, mainly the 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 end chase scene, um, I'm I'll give that a ten because that was fucking just amazing. Um, like Brian said, no CGI, nothing. That was all stunt driving, all real cars crashing into each other and going hauling ass down the road. I just thought that was uh, amazing. I mean, I would like to know. Uh, I don't remember if there was making of it on the the single, the single one. Let me see. Where is it? Do I have it? Uh, I'd probably have to search for it on my library. But I mean, it was that was fucking awesome, man. I, mean, I loved it. And again, I love um, Quentin Tarantino's his his dialogue that he gives all his actors. I mean, because he obviously really sits there and thinks about it. So I mean, I think that's uh, really cool. He always goes old school, and sometimes there's a lot of stuff that that's being said in his films nobody gets unless you watch uh, all this old stuff. Because he said it a million times. He just grew up watching TV and movies. So he, he, you can really tell when, when he when he films his movies. I would love to sit down and just have a conversation with him and talk about all his shit because I know I'd be able to sit there all night and listen to him. Yeah, but yeah, being again, Planet Terror. Uh, I'm gonna lean more towards that one because uh, mainly because of the blood and gore and everything. But man, they're both amazing films, um, and I love it when it's one solid film with the trailers because. Planet Terror. If you just have that that single disc uh, of that just that single movie, uh, it is longer because the the stuff they cut out they they put back in. Uh, it does have the uh, the machete trailer in the beginning of that. Um, but when you get Death Proof, it, it's just a movie. There's it, you don't even get the uh, three trailers in between the films. The only way you can get that is when you buy the the whole Grindhouse movie as as one. Yeah. That's when you that's when you get all three trailers in the middle. So, but yeah, this movie's amazing. I, I loved it and ah, those cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was Death Proof and our uh Planet Terror and uh Thunderbolt, aka Death Proof. All right, uh you know what part of the show this is. Tell them what you got coming. Uh, if you're already listening uh, to East Society's 31 Days of Horror, uh, what day is it right now? We're the, the 10th, I believe. Yeah, or, well, right now when we're recording this, it's uh, late or early uh, October 10th. Um, so we got 10 episodes out right now. Just go to East Society on Apple Podcasts and, or SkaterNest Podcast Network. And uh, all those are on there. Ten episodes so far. Still got 21 more to go. Uh, I think we're going to record a regular episode uh, sometime this weekend. I just got to touch faces with uh, the Zisu first and uh, figure out uh, if we are. Because I've been busy. Uh, Brian's been right along right with me as well as Mike. And uh, shout out to Jade. She helped me out on the last one when we talked about a uh, short film on YouTube called uh, The Tall Man. Uh, that was actually pretty creepy. If you guys haven't seen that, check out The Tall Man. It's only six minutes long, so you can get through it pretty quick. Um, but yeah, mainly just working on uh, 31 Days of Horror stuff for this month. 
Uh, Horror Returns, uh, by the time you hear this, we will be working on our next episode, which will have a friend of the show, Matt Wood, back. And we are going to review The Witch and The Endless. And let's see, uh, next episode of Action Returns, we're going to keep it... uh, same as uh, this one, a little bit more horror-centric action movie, and we're going to do Blade 1 and 2. And uh, if timing works out, we might have a guest. Cool. Definitely. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about 3 and uh, uh, the, the uh, TV show. <laughs> but uh, we'll just br- we'll br- briefly touch those, we'll, but we'll mainly go into the first two. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a while. I got a Triple H with his stupid fucking teeth. <laughs> you didn't like uh, Ryan Reynolds? I don't even remember. I, I, I like I like Deadpool in it before he was Deadpool. Essentially, <laughs> what was it? Hannibal King? I don't remember. <laughs> Is this one with Jessica Biel in that one too? Yeah. All right. You know, all of a sudden she was Whistler's daughter. Whistler oh, had right. a, he had a whole another family you didn't know about. I was like, shut up. Well, I don't know, man. Especially in his days in the the all or nothing free love. I'm sure you got kids all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, we we got that coming and uh might as well run out the rest of the schedule for October. We are gonna do John Carpenter's Vampires and also John Carpenter's Ghost from Mars. And then uh last episode for October we are gonna do End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Constantine with uh John Wick himself, Keanu. I just watched the end of days, but I'll, I'll, I can definitely rewatch it again. Constantine, I haven't seen that in a while. I know I have it somewhere, but I'll have to dig it up. Cool. All right, now I know what to do. All right, uh, any last words? Uh, no, everyone, uh, just be safe out there. It's uh, still there, and watching the news, uh, phase two, or uh, wave two is coming. We're still in wave one with this virus, so don't everyone think that it's it's uh, safe to run out and party and everything. They've got to be safe out there, even if you believe it or not. But yeah, that's my rule for you guys. Just just be safe out there, because we want you guys to come back next week and hear more of us blab <laughs> about this and that. So until then, everyone stay safe. You rock. Yep, and I will second that. So until the action returns, be safe, everybody.